coming up on Thunder Pop. This is the 85th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast, and I'm Stephen Presley. And I am joined right across the table from me by the one and only Jazz One. Wearing all black and white, and he's, he's <laughs> for this special occasion, because this, uh, this is a Star Wars themed show today, he's wearing his Star Wars gear. Man, I think my closet is like LSU, Saints, Star Wars, and then respectable stuff. <laughs> is there a little bit of a, a Prince section? Maybe some a few pu- uh, Yeah, there, there's the music section. There's the music some section. Bowie and Prince. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get a picture of him in Star Wars. I, got, I just took a shot from across the table there. Got him, got him, got him. So yeah, so in, in, uh, in perfect... For this occasion, and you sure you don't want a pillow? I got a pillow sitting there on the couch. If you want, if you need to fluff that pillow up, and asshole. <laughs> I'm, I'm, so you can't see, audience can't see in Thunderpop land. But I'm, I'm, I've got a Dallas Cowboy pillow sitting next to Jazz. Jazz being a New Orleans Saints fan, and exactly. For Who that? <laughs> for you football followers, you know that we just beat beat uh, almost one only one lost team. Yeah, my Saints, man, you got us, but uh, you won't get us again. The highest-rated Thursday night football game in NFL history. Oh yeah, from what I understand, <laughs> because you had uh, the the Cowboys always draw a good primetime audience usually, and uh, and then they they'd won three in a row, so they, there was intrigue behind watching them play, see if they were going to stay hot, and then you got Drew Brees, who's going to bring bring the audience. Team of destiny. <clears throat> Yeah, so I told him no. I don't, you don't want to play the same team twice, or have to have to beat the same team twice in the same year. It, it's hard to do. It's it's a and then impossible to beat the same team three times. So, but that we wouldn't have to do that. But but we would have to if we if we wanted to go to s- further in the playoffs, we probably would have to oh, play yeah. them. Play them, yeah. Now I tell you, we got the Bucks coming up next, and uh, man, your your mom and dad ever got get into a big argument, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like your dad whoops your ass for some minor infraction. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling the Saints are going to take this out in the Bucks next week. <laughs> oh boy! If you're, if you're a Bucks fan, watch out! Watch out! Uh, so, so another thing to watch out for is this 85th episode. 85, man! I remember when you started it, man. It's it's been amazing. I don't, I, I don't even know how, how we got to 85. I'm trying to figure that out. I got to go back and and see if we skipped 20 or 30 there. That maybe we just pretended we had 85. Bro, knocking on the door of a honey. Of a hundred, yeah, I don't even know what. We'll have to do something cool for a hundred. <laughs> do something cool, but I, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have a, a panel of all people that are a hundred years old. <laughs> I'm gonna go on Craigslist and, and try to dial up a post looking for people over a hundred that want a podcast that are our or our hundred. I'll even I'll step ninety eight and we'll just lie and say they're a hundred. Bro, I'll come back. I'll be jazz one hundred. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For that one episode, it'll change from Jazz 1 to Jazz 100. 100. So, uh, this is the thing. This is our holiday special, Jazz 1. The holiday. Joy to the universe. The deaf stars blown up. The holidays are upon us. It's a 2018 holiday season. So, to you, Jazz 1, I say happy holidays. Not, not holidays, but ho- I like to eat garlic. And then go around town and, and wish people a happy holidays. <laughs> ha. Get up close to them with bad breath and you'd be like, happy holiday. holidays. Did you catch that? I just want to make sure you knew that I wanted you to have a happy Man, that mic screen holidays. is melting over there. <laughs> 
I mean, I actually, I just ate onions, so I'm, I, I wish you a happy holidays. Now, you don't know, but since it is is, is the holiday season, yeah. I, I've, I've got a gift for you. It's to your, not the Dallas Cowboy pillow, <laughs> but but to the to the corner there, of the, there's a gift bag by the door. So that's your that's for you. Oh happy, my God, man! Happy holiday! Now it says Happy Birthday on it. That's that's all I had to put it in that's for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's somebody's birthday on Christmas. Oh, dude, uh, Darth Vader and family family calendar. And this I, I, is awesome. And I'm tacky as a motherfucker, so I don't think I took the price tag off. So <laughs> that's not good considered good etiquette, I think, for gift giving. But there it is. Just no, ignore, dude, you have made my day. This is awesome, and uh, I'll use this every day in 2019. It's the Darth Vader and family family calendar, <laughs> and I, I know you being a Star Wars fan first and foremost, but also being a fan of Star Wars humor, yeah, and, yeah, and parody totally. and parody. And there's a lot of good Star Wars parody, and this is a kind of a little bit of a parody. It's got Darth Vader with a little baby infant Luke and Leia by the Christmas tree, Father Father Vader. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to look all through it. Yeah, it looked, it looked like a fun calendar. It had some good artwork into it. It's a good, it's a good cartoonist that did the artwork. Thank you so much. You, sir, are very welcome. I wanted you to know that I appreciate you and, and your coming on the podcast. I'm really honored, man. And humoring humoring me and being a good, good buddy and good friend. So I hope you enjoy that throughout the t- year. And uh, there it is. So this, this special episode is a holiday special. And for our 2018 holiday special... We're going to riff on the Star Wars Holiday Special. Absolutely. I've been, I've been looking forward to this. I've been wanting to do this since we started the podcast. Literally, from the first, like before we even recorded the first episode, I was like, you know, sometime I'd like to do something where we riff on the Holiday Special, yeah. uh, maybe talk about it a little bit. And we never, we, we've played a little few clips, I think, a couple of years back on the show, but we never did a full episode on it. And I couldn't think of a better person to bring in to, to, <laughs> to riff on this special. Now, when this... First aired nineteen seventy eight. Uh, it was on television at CBS, and uh, I was still um, over a decade and some years away from form from being born. Yeah, <laughs> but not. But no. But do you remember this show when it first came out? Are you? Were you I old will enough? neither confirm nor deny. I don't know if you were all even old enough to to have watched it when it first came on. I will neither confirm oh, okay. nor deny. Okay, but this aired in CBS. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm aging myself here. It was like 7 o'clock. No, I'm, trying to- <laughs> I'm, I'm aging myself. I'm, I'm outing myself a little bit. But I actually watched this when it, when it aired. Oh, the, wow. The one and only time it aired. I was really, I was, I was pretty young. Yeah. But I, I do remember. Now, I didn't go see the first Star Wars movie in the theater. I didn't make it to a, a, a release of a movie in the theater until Empire Strikes Back. I saw my first Star Wars storytelling experience wasn't yeah. even in the cinema it was the, uh, my dad reading me the uh children's version of star wars a new hope oh wow so that's where i get episode uh episode four is in book book form before i even get it in movie form oh wow so he reads me the book and i'm i'm instantly hooked i mean i was already into it before he read me the book but then he reads me the book and then finally i think empire strikes back and then it's one of the re-releases of new hope in the theater that I get to see, finally get to see New Hope in a movie theater. But I think even before I saw the re-release of New Hope in the theater, it was on television that I saw New Hope. Man, I think it's interesting how there's a lot of entry points to it. Like, I uh, remember seeing the New Hope in theater. Uh, 
with my mother uh, way back in the day. But it's like I've heard like some of the millennials are getting up on Star Wars through the prequels and mm-hmm. you know, that's, even that's the they, cartoons. That's where their jumping point and jump in point is. Yeah, but, yeah. In the case of my nephew. Uh, who now he just joined the Air Force. Um, he just graduated from high school and joined the Air Force. And his first introductions to the Star Wars um, series was through the prequels and his becoming a fan and then discovering the originals later. Oh, yeah. After the prequels. So he had, as a young kid, going to see Star Wars with uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he would be more of a Obi-Wan Kenobi fan than a Luke Skywalker fan early on, which is kind of interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and uh, it was Ewan McGregor and in, in the uh, in the early playing the young Obi Wan Kenobi. So the Star Wars holiday special, unfortunately, I yeah I do remember it. And I was <laughs> I was at a point as a kid where I'll admit, first time I watched it, I didn't know better. I thought it was pretty neat. Now I did think it was weird that they did it and it was happening, but I thought it was pretty neat. I was like, oh wow, this is kind of neat. This is kind of cool. I mean, I didn't know better. It wasn't until years later that. Me and a friend of mine, it wasn't even online yet, because yeah. YouTube had not come out yet. We tracked down a copy of it at um, I Love Video Oh yeah, in Austin. And obviously, that's a black market copy, because it's never been distributed. <laughs> the bootiest of legs. It's one of the few Star Wars content that Lucasfilm produced that they never distributed in any <laughs> DVD form, which actually, for them, probably lost some money on, because they. I think if they had done a DVD of it... yeah. And had maybe had uh, there's a way I think there's a way they could have released it on DVD and laughed at themselves a little bit in the in the fashion that they distributed it yeah. and not made it such a, an embarrassment. They could have had a, a DVD release of it and they could have uh, maybe teamed up with some some Star Wars fans and comedians to do a uh, kind of a riff on it. Oh yeah, on the DVD so you could have a, a version of it that is the non riff view of it and then you could have a riff version after. The, so you have two copy, two versions of it on the DVD: the the riff edit and the the non riff edit. Yeah, and I think people would have that would have sold like hotcakes <laughs> as a holiday release. If they had released that, you know, years ago as a holiday release, I think it would have sold like hotcakes. It would have made it one billion dollars. I mean, it was uh, definitely a product of its time, mm-hmm. like. Uh, the variety shows, yeah, were, like really popping, like late seventies, yeah. Like, what was it? There, these country sister, country singing sisters, the Mandrell sisters. Yeah, I'm like, aging myself again yeah, that I actually would know who the Mandrell sisters I can are. Neither confirm nor deny I'm you, that old. <laughs> you saw it on Wikipedia. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you were reading on Wikipedia about. You got it. One, you went down a wormhole one weekend where you just were reading about 1970s variety shows. Exactly. I was watching uh, VH1s. I love the 70s. <laughs> yeah, that's all you would have to do is watch the VH1. Well, you know, they always said. Someone told me when it comes to um, style and fashion that everybody uh, 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 likes to dress the decade that they were not old. They were just they just missed. Yeah. Because they just were too young. They just missed. So let's were millennials that just missed the 80s. Love dressing the 80s. And then you know, uh, people that that were kind of young in the in the ninety that they were young, young in the nineties, but too young to have grown up in the seventies. They started wearing bell bottoms in oh, the nineties. Yeah. The they started dressing like seventies clothes, and it was big in fashion at the time. And so that so yeah, it's kind of funny how that works. But yeah, the variety specials were huge in the seventies. You had the Osmonds. Oh yeah, a lot of people don't remember, but even the Jackson family had a variety, oh, yeah. variety show briefly. What's funny about that variety show is. Is that uh, because a lot of people don't remember it? 
that David Letterman was on the uh, Jackson's Jackson's Variety Show. Oh wow! Because they had a few uh, comedians on there that performed with him in their their comedy uh, uh, comedy skits, and they had David Letterman was one of the writers and and players on that show. And uh, also they had uh, there was um, uh, the, like I said the Osmonds. You mentioned the Mandrell sisters, but that was a big thing. Uh, they had the Christmas specials every year. They'd have these these big like Perry Como and and um, oh Bob Hope. Oh yeah, for years, absolutely. Christmas special. So yeah, like you said, it's kind of this was the Star Wars variety show. Oh yeah, is what it really was. And they had these people on there like B. Arthur. Uh, playing the bartender at the, at the, I believe at the canteen, and this is pre Golden Girls, so this is even before she had that Golden Girls street cred. She was the uh, the cantina, which I think if there was post mod pre Golden Girls, exactly post mod pre Golden. I think if there was anything they could have taken, they should have they should have um, made canon from the Star Wars holiday special. Is that B Arthur should have been kept for for the future movies as a cantina bar, bartender? I like the casting as her as a cantina bartender. I think would I think it could have been some cool uh cool cool to use her again. Now, one thing we'll and we're going we're going to watch it. We're going to pull it up and we're going to watch it and we're going to riff on it in real time as we're watching it. And one of the things that we're going to see, I think that'll be included because this this is actual someone recorded this copy. Like it's it's got the commercials in it. Like the the little the little um uh, preempts like these will not be seen this week, so we can show you this major disaster that George Lucas will wish he never <laughs> had signed on for. But they, they, they had uh, the first appearance of Boba Fett. Man, it was like, uh, man, would like we had a New Hope. Well, Star Wars at that time, mm-hmm. we didn't know we were getting anything else. So just mm-hmm. it, the excitement of seeing anything else, Star Wars, you know, was awesome at the time. Neither the nor nor did the filmmakers know whether. I mean, they, they at, at one point probably didn't know whether there were, the studio whether there was going to be a, any more of this. In fact, <laughs> I don't think they believed there was going to be any more of this. And the actors, um, I mean, poor Mark Hamill, he almost didn't even get at it, and he was he was uh, committed to eight is enough. To play uh, the middle son on Eight Is Enough, and he had to get um, kind of negotiated out of his contract of because they had shot the pilot already. Oh yeah, and then the show gets picked up, and he's trying to get out of that because he felt like, well, I'm going to go do movies now. I don't want to be on a sitcom. Oh yeah. So yeah, they so they had uh, a lot of people didn't know. Maybe George Lucas would claim, he's like, oh, I always knew that we were going to get more movies, but you know, I don't know if he really knew that. He, he, <laughs> he maybe just it's kind of braggadocious, but. <clears throat> Sorry. So, Star Wars: The Holiday Special was a 1978 American American musical science fiction television film. That should be a whole genre in itself. That should be brought back as, as American musical science fiction television. Exactly. Should be a, like new shows being picked up right now and produced for that. Netflix, get on that. Uh, it stars the original film's main cast: Chewbacca, Boba Fett is introduced, uh, as as we mentioned. Um, it's the first official Star Wars spinoff film, and it was directed by Steve Binder. So they actually have a name. They actually have a name of a person. <laughs> Steve Who to blame. <laughs> Who to blame. Now, you wonder if he worked under an alias, and you also wonder, did Steve Binder work more after this? After he worked? On, like, did, he, did he ever work again? See, Steve Binder is an American producer and director. He found success behind the camera on television and shows, shows showcasing music. So he comes from like television musical, yeah. I think. Uh, when he was only in his early 
twenties when he first uh, got. So that's like how they were able to trick him into doing it because he was young and he was looking for the work. So he said, "Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it." He was uh, also influential in creating music programs with racially and ethnically diverse cast, featuring a variety of musical styles. Binder is arguably best known as director of the Tammy Show. Well, good. I'm, I would hate if this was the thing he was best known for was the Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special. Well, he actually did some. He was in some heavy hitters. He he produced the Elvis Presley 1968 comeback special, which you always hear about. As oh being yeah, kind of, that was kind of an epic uh, recording there. Yeah, yeah. He also produced uh, Diana Ross's Live in, in Central Park. It's another big deal. Uh, in which it was a torrential thunderstorm during the uh, production of that. Oh, wow. Wow. Can I get a copy of that? I want to see how they pulled that one off. That's an epic one of uh, epic proportions. Um, Star Wars Holiday Special, of course. In addition to working with uh, Petula Clark and Elvis, Binder also worked on numerous TV shows and specials with Steve Allen, Chevy Chase, Patti LaBelle. Yeah, so he, he was not hurting. Uh, he worked with Liza Minnelli, Pee Wee Herman. He had this one, and like you said, he was a little bit out of his element. They gave him this, and he's a guy that comes from Variety Television. Yeah, and um, so it's interesting, yeah, how that, how that all worked out. And uh, so this this special came out, and I've always heard stories why and how this happened. And it was apparently there was a gap, substantial gap between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. The studios and the toy man, well, mainly the toy manufacturers, wanted something to try to keep the interest. Over the holiday season, yeah. and there was this kind of gap between Star Wars content to keep the interest for the kids to go out. So basically, it was a it was a long commercial for Star Wars toys. <laughs> can can you say the same about the movies? <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: I asked this on agree or disagree. I think not too long ago, I asked the question: Is it did the Star Wars could the Star Wars Christmas special? been such a disaster that it could have kept us from ever even getting a second film did it come close to being that big of a disaster where it could have killed the franchise man that would, that would messed up <laughs> do you think that that was even a possibility or i think that the franchise the empire strikes back was it was it was going to be greenlit no matter what i think it was probably in production already i may be mistaken but uh i definitely understand why they won't sweep this under the rug Mm-hmm. But uh, no, it's it's got some gems. It's got some moments. <laughs> it does. I mean, you know, here's the thing: because Empire Strikes Back then comes out, and it's epic, and it and and it's got the fan base from the New Hope, one hundred percent on board. Yeah, and and it's bright brings in new fans that might not even have been there yet with a New Hope that they're totally on board after Empire Strikes Back comes out. Empire Strikes Back is probably at the time a a as perfect a film. In that genre that you can produce. Oh, yeah. And like darker in tone. Like you think you got New Hope, mm-hmm. you have this mm-hmm. in Empire. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and so what happens is, is anybody that, so, but Empire Strikes Back almost had to be that epic because if you'd had the Star Wars Christmas special and then if you'd had a dud sequel come out after that, <laughs> that might have killed the franchise. Could have, could have potentially killed the franchise. I mean, it would have had to be an epically dud sequel, but it could have. But the thing is, with Empire Strikes Back, it's probably one of the best sequels ever made, too, because it's, it, some people would argue, was better than the original film. Oh yeah, bigger budget. Like you said, it was darker in tone. Um, they had more, even more 
added more actors. Uh, they added Billy D. Williams. We get the bounty hunters. Um, so yeah, it's and then we get the reveal, the big reveal, and just the set designs. Everything's just more elaborate and it's just it's grander on a grander scale. But anyway, it seemed like that had to happen though because if this had happened after Star Wars Christmas Special, that was a bad sequel. It might have been suspect. Other people in the in the movie uh, in the Star Wars Holiday Special, Harvey Corman is brought in. Um, Diane Carroll. Uh, we talked about B. Arthur and the Jefferson Starship. <laughs> Star Wars. 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 Yeah, in the house. I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. And here we go. Star Wars. You and your children loved it. Now, the Earthlings at Kenner have asked my associate and me to present the Star Wars collection. Truly Man, the music always gets my heart going. <laughs> <laughs> no, my goodness, the Star Wars TIE Fighter and X-Wing Fighter. Now your children can relive our great space battle. Oh, I love that when they, the wings would pop off. Oh, yeah. With Kenner's Star Wars action figures. R2, it's a little new. Kenner's new radio-controlled R2-D2 anyone can command. Ah, the Star Wars lands. Look how unadvanced that little R2 toy looks now because it's going super slow. And it's making all this little noise and stuff. Now they got these BB-8s. Oh just, yeah, <laughs> just roll, fly down the hall, like spinning. And that's not the one in the movie. That's the one you can go get at Target. Oh yeah. <laughs> the speeder goes pretty fast though. Oh, I always wanted the Death Star. Because they had the trash compactor. That's the Star Wars electronic laser battle, a game of speed, reflex, and reaction. These and other toys and games in Kenner's Star Wars collection are sold separately. Batteries are not included. May the force be with you. Always pissed me off when they wouldn't include the batteries. <laughs> you spend enough money that they can throw in some damn batteries. Exactly. Even if they're generic. Or you, it would be like Christmas morning, you'd open your stuff and no batteries. And you'd have to like, you know, make somebody run to the corner store to get some <laughs> damn batteries out in the cold. <laughs> The only place in town that was open on Christmas Day, you could run and get batteries at the corner gas station. <laughs> and your children. Three PO, pretty generous uh, crotch uh, work there. They did, they did, they did on a, giving them a nice package there on Three PO, kind of gold, nice gold package. <laughs> Never got it. Like never. It would always be funny if it would be funny if they had thrown in like a three PO like Michael Jackson esque crop crotch grab. <laughs> and he did a little. <laughs> because of the following special program, Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. Damn. Damn. Much better programming. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, you, that original Hulk TV show, good show. Oh yeah, it was a good actor too. That played the original David Banner. 
But still, I just think it's Hulk just a superhero, just an asshole. Like, if I was the Avengers, <laughs> like, dude, I would, like, get some therapy, some Prozac, like, manage that shit. Like, you know, if you're hanging out, like, hanging out with Iron Man uh-huh. and Thor and all them, like, yeah. you won't act an asshole and just start thrashing some shit yeah. around. Like, chill, bro. He's kind of a liability sometimes, isn't he? Yeah. I'm like, do you need a hug? Hulk, Hulk need hug. Hulk hug. Hulk need therapy. Hulk need therapy. But would you want that gig? To be Hulk's therapist? Maybe in a cage, like a shark cage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to have him sitting across the couch with me with a clipboard and a pencil and trying to get trying to get him to have some zen in his life. Oh, this starts off good. You get the Millennium Falcon. No scroll. No scroll, though. They didn't do the scroll, did they? <laughs> well, they stuck with the uh, the tradition of the current spinoff films where they don't do the scroll. Like oh, yeah. For the Rogue One and the Solo film, they didn't do the scroll. They said it was only going to be for the episodes. So this being a, also a spinoff film, even though it's got the original, trilo- original episode cast, again, no scroll. Oh, yeah. But it would have been better if they'd done the scroll. <laughs> it's always better with the scroll, isn't it? Uh, it's a great way to give exposition. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and you get the goosebumps during the scroll. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, like the horns and the logo, and here comes the scroll. They've gotten shorter with the scrolls, though, haven't they, in recent years? In the new films, are the scrolls shorter? I would say they're about the same. You think they're the same? Yeah. Length? I haven't put them side by side with the old films to see if they're in the same in length. But I had heard people comment saying, oh, the scrolls seem to go by quicker now. <laughs> I don't know if it's just because we're, we're older now and everything goes by quicker now. <laughs> That's it. I'm turning back. I know your family's waiting. So they're using uh, probably not film cameras for this. They're using like the TV studio cameras. Oh, yeah. You can tell the video quality is not up to what they do in the cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know it's an important day. All right, we'll give it a try. Set your coordinates. We'll jump off. And the uh, cockpit of the Falcon kind of looks like a walk-in closet. Yeah, with you, lights. <laughs> it may not be the same set they used on a new hope. I don't think so. <laughs> they threw something together over at CBS. Now, trust me. Our only hope now is to outrun that Imperial garbage scout. Though I'm going to light speed. That's the spirit. You'll be celebrating life day before you know it. Stand by. Here's where we say goodbye to our pleasant friends. And and when he says uh, say goodbye to unpleasant friends, he means the the people that produce this this holiday special. Harrison Ford is like, I want to get the, I want a life speed out of this out of the show. I get me out of this. <clears throat> so I want to still have a film career. Damn it! Oh wait, okay, there. It's not scroll, but it is a long time ago. You get the long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's probably the most disturbing thing about this whole thing is Mark Hamill and the appearance, how he appears in this this particular as Luke. He, he looks a little different, doesn't he? Oh yeah, the hair is a little different. <laughs> now I think this might have been after his car wreck, right? 
he had the he had a really bad car wreck after New yeah. Hope, and he had to go get uh, he had recon- like face uh, reconstructive surgery, and I believe this is where he was wearing all the makeup because he still had scars. It kind of looks like it. Yeah, and uh, but the hair I don't know the hair and the I don't know what what that was going on with the hair. It's a little different. <laughs> it's a different haircut. He maybe was filming a, a movie uh, somewhere, and and they needed his hair to be. Kind goofy of, kind, of, kind of reddish colored and was he playing a uh, was he was he playing a, a elf in in a christmas uh, like at the same time doing a christmas special <laughs> no, we love mark hamill but I, he even he even hates this thing he talks about it, he says i cannot watch it he recently <laughs> talked about it on twitter he says I, I i've never been able to even watch it harrison ford is han solo Get me the fuck out of this. Carrie <laughs> Fisher as Princess Leia. I, oh, oh, boy. Still makes me sad. Yeah. With Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. I bet he flipped off Peter the camera Major with his gold, gold hand right after they went off film. R2-D2 as R2-D2. And poor Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew, he finally is thinking, like, man, I'm going to get to be, like, the kind of, I'm kind of the lead in this. <laughs> I'm kind of, this is my vehicle here. Yeah, it is kind of a Chewie's uh, project. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of his thing. Is up- Star Wars a Chewbacca story? <laughs> Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Darth Vader walks with a little more swag in this holiday special than he does in the films. Because the films, he seems a little bit more of a kind of smooth and yeah. and ominous. But there, he was walking like he was going to the disco with a little bounce to him. I heard that Jefferson Starship is playing at the club tonight. I must get a good seat. Oh God! Introducing Chewbacca's family. His wife, Mala. His father, Itchy. See, I kind of wonder if, like, Chewie's, like, a a good-looking Wookiee. Like, how do they uh, assess attractiveness? Yeah, so you want to see more Wookiees. Like, I just saw Mala, and, like, I don't think she's my type of Wookiee, but, you know. Yeah, if you were were going to date Wookiees. But, you know, like, maybe Chewie likes to, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like what he's into. Yeah. Kind of, he likes them a little rougher around the edges. Like. And I'm really, one of the biggest disappointments for me in the solo Star Wars film was that they, they didn't make Chewbacca's family canon yet. <laughs> I said, yet. There's still hope. It's still time to make him canon. We still have Chewbacca in the cinematics uh, series, so they could bring him in for the for the uh, next, uh, for the episode nine. There's room for him in there. Oh yeah, that's one of the things I think it's they, they haven't been rumored yet, but I, I think it's still a possibility. <laughs> Lumpy, especially Lumpy. Lumpy could save the whole universe in Episode Nine, joining the the uh, the the uh, the Resistance. I don't know if these are human translations, but like Lumpy is a nickname, dude. Lumpy, you might have cancer, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The best nickname, if you want that nickname, because sometimes people become their nickname. What was that song about the Black Eyed Peas, My Humps? Yeah. Like, never heard a woman address her breasts as humps, but was it her lovely lady lumps? Yeah, like, lovely lady lovely lumps. Lovely lady lumps, that's breast cancer. Yeah. 
How did that? How does that become? That was a, a song about breast cancer. Let's go back to Star Wars. <laughs> I, think, I think it was. I think it was actually a song about. <laughs> With special guest stars, Beatrice Arthur, Art Carney, Diane Carroll, the Jefferson Starship. You think they got in just on the on their name? Like yeah. they were still Jefferson Airplane. Yeah, you probably wouldn't be on it, but Jefferson Starship. Oh yeah, you're in. Do you think that's the whole reason they changed their name from Jefferson Airplane <laughs> to Jefferson Starship was so they could do the special? I'm going to say yes, but just because I want that to be true. And they they liked the Starship so much, so they kept that part. They dropped the Jefferson. <laughs> Eventually, it's just Starship. I think I think they might still even be around to this day touring. With maybe a couple of different members, not all the original yeah. cast. Like I don't think Grace Slick is still in. You know, I don't know if Grace Slick is still alive, <laughs> but she's not in that. But I think it's still Starship. I think they stuck. They just went on went with Starship from there on out. Oh, our Carney played Star Wars story on the Star Wars holiday. Best part of the whole thing was the animated little shorts. Oh yeah, yeah. A special. The Star Wars Holiday Special, sponsored by General Motors, people building transportation to serve people. That's a pretty straightforward motto. <laughs> people building transportation. People building cars for people. For people. Kind of Ewok-like, the little che- uh, Chewbacca treehouse. Oh, yeah, up on Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. It's a dope-ass uh, condo, treehouse. Oh, yeah. It's next week. Uh, and people at home, uh, these are not cats being tortured. No. That does look like one of those little cat uh, carpet things that cats climb on. <laughs> those stairs. <laughs> Lumpy, get over here. <laughs> no subtitles, right? No, there's no subtitles. I think it was a misfire. That was one of the misfires that would have changed if I was producing this. Well, here's the thing, bro. I've been, uh, what was it? We, we saw the Solo movie, right? Yeah. And we saw Han Solo speak Kashyyyk. No, yeah. speak Wookiee, right? Yeah. And I'm like... Then later he says his name. So it's like I've been kind of like learning the language. Yeah. You no, know, it's like my like my country, uh, my uh, Cajun cousins. I don't speak it, but I know what you say and like I mm-hmm. hear you. So it's like Wookiees, I'm pretty good. I can't speak Kashyyyk. Yeah. But I know what they're saying. You know, yeah, exa- well, I can I, I can comprehend it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, she was just like, Lumpy! Yeah, calm down. Go bother your mother. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I think you'd kind of like to see what a hot 
female Wookiee looks like. Yeah, like what? what's a sexy female Wookiee look like? What's the what? Should we Google sexy Wookiee? I kind of kind of curious. You know, somebody's made one. Like no one's going to see this. <laughs> you can Google along with us at home. <laughs> well, I think I think Chewbacca for the males. I mean, he's a Hollywood. He's a movie star. Like that. That that's a that's probably a good looking. That's good Wookie. looking. That's a good looking male Wookie. Okay, I think we have some sexy female Wookies here. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, some of these don't even look like Wookies. Now, some of these don't count. It looks like somebody skinned a Wookie. Yeah, some of these are not real Wookies. But okay, I do see some interpretations here. What? Oh, maybe? down there, the green. Down here. Yeah. Okay, I think that may be. Okay, now we're seeing what maybe could be a sexy female Wookie. That's a male Wookie. That's Chewbacca. Uh, okay, that's. I guess that's probably. Uh, well, I don't know. Does that do? Is this? Does that help? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's. It's better. Okay, better. Okay. Uh. uh She's taking care of herself. Yeah, good shape. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm not too much in like uh, hairy armpits. Yeah. I mean, there's someone for everybody. There's a key to every lock. Right. But You're just you not know, a hairy armpit guy. Yeah, and then there's some dudes who love that. Oh yeah. Th- those women are for them. Nothing wrong with it. But I mean, you you would you would be you'd be okay with it. you could overlook it though, could you? If you like the rest of the. Uh, the, Man, uh, the, the comp- if, if she if you liked her for her, if she liked LSU or uh, Saints, mm-hmm. and she was a Wookie, like well, you know, we could be cool. Like it, no, she, she could be cool. You know, it, it could it could it could work it could work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Damn kids fucking up in toys and shit. And I, I swear, at some point, they just to save money, they just went over to the the Waltons, uh, where the Waltons were filming, and they just took over some of their their music and plugged it into the <laughs> to score score this episode, this area, the, this, this part of the movie the special. <laughs> I swear, I've heard that on Walton's Mountain, that music. Uh oh. Now this is this is where there's some because when I read the uh, Chewy and the Porgs book, yeah. the kids book, it said that Wookies are always hungry; they're never not hungry. <laughs> so to make to make poor little Lumpy not be able to snack is torturous. Oh yeah, that's child abuse. Call the Wookie CPA. Like you, well, you, you don't want to ruin your life day meal. Yeah, that's that's a good point. It is life day, and you don't want to ruin the life day meal. <laughs> Ha. Reaches over and grabs it. I saw that lumpy. Yep. Good sneak though. Good sneak. Lumpy would be probably now old an adult. Probably if this is 1978, Lumpy is probably what it held in this this special. Probably five or six years old. Yeah, but are we talking like Wookie? Like how do Wookies age? You know, true. Like, okay, because yeah. if if uh, 
Twitch. Chewie's like 200 and solo, right? Yeah, something, yeah. Like, I'm guessing he's like middle age for a Wookiee. Yeah. Like, maybe he... Yeah, he looks about middle age. He started using that grease and uh, gray, get the gray out of your beard uh, stuff. Okay, Luke, gray. Leia, gray. Mm-hmm. Han, gray. Chewie, not gray. Not gray at all. Now, either Chewie's covering up his grays. Yeah. Or he's not that old yet. He's not that old yet. In Wookiee. In the Wookiee numbers. Exactly. And that's why he's not gray yet. <laughs> it's got to be something along those lines. <laughs> But Lumpy would be probably in you know by this time a little older, but yeah. but maybe because he's a Wookiee, maybe he's still pretty young. <laughs> That's why we haven't seen him out in the Millennium Falcon traveling with Chewie yet. Oh yeah, on these you know out in you know. Unless Chewbacca abandoned his family after this, dude. Holiday. I was thinking like Chewie maybe a, yeah, like enjoy dead? this life, Dave. This might be the last one they had. Maybe he just bailed on him after this holiday special and never never came home. <laughs> and that's what the holiday special brought. <laughs> it was his last life day they ever saw their dad. <laughs> Yeah, because if you remember in, in Force Awakens, he's kind of out macking on the nurse. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Chewbacca, he's been playing the field a little bit. Oh, yeah. He's been in that kind of that Charles Corral <laughs> kind of mode. I think, I think Chewbacca's got more than one family. Oh, yeah. you never know, bro. <laughs> you you remember that story with Charles Corral? He was the guy from the, the CBS Sunday morning show, very intellectual and... And well spoken, and 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 then he passes away. He dies, <laughs> and after he dies, like his his one, well, he has like a second uh, wife, yeah, that, or like a life. He has a second life and a second wife that they never knew about. And she, because she's trying to get in on his uh, estate, and oh, so damn. there's a fight between the two wives, and there's like he had this secret kind of on the side, a uh, little side action, oh, going yeah. on, which is kind of funny because no one ever expected Charles Corral of all people to be a player. <laughs> I'm losing track here. That's that's Mrs. Mrs. Wookie, right? No, that's Lumpy. Okay, that's Lumpy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right. Now the angle, the camera angle, is hard and hard to see. Oh yeah. Now Lumpy's trying to sneak off. Are are, are you saying all Wookies look alike? Oh. Are you speciesist? <laughs> I might be a speciesist. I'm busted. <laughs> okay, so Lumpy uh, looks like he's gonna skip off. He's mad. He feels a little uh, a little bit dejected because he couldn't eat yeah. more, more snacks. So maybe he's going to go off and try to get some snacks out in the woods. Okay, so they're sad. We see the picture. They're looking at Chewbacca. <laughs> <clears throat> little do they know they're going to get abandoned. Like I said, is Mala an attractive Wookiee? Yeah, well, we saw an attractive Wookiee now, so we got that to gauge ourselves. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's uh, Itchy. Yeah, I keep getting confused. Okay, that's Itchy. Itchy, <coughs> it, itchy not an attractive Wookiee. Well, Itchy's just an old Wookiee. 
And she's been through some stuff. And she's been through some stuff. Like, I wonder how old she is. Yeah, if Chewbacca's... Okay, if Chewbacca's the 35-year-old of Wookiees, does that mean, like, that dude's, like, 500 years old? I mean, I think that Itchy is, is a senior citizen Wookiee. Somewhat senior citizen at this point. Okay, is that Chewie? Chewie might have already already showed up. I don't think they did. Oh. No, it, this all interweaves together. <laughs> I don't think there was enough. They didn't make the Wookiees look different enough from each other. I'm getting them confused. Bro, you're saying all Wookiees look alike. <laughs> hey, you got it mixed up too at one point. <laughs> so they're looking at like a hologram circus. Like a circus Olay before it existed. Yeah, but kind of cross between that and the Grinch. There's a little bit of that in there. A little, little uh, sexy Grinch? I guess that would be like a sexy dancing Grinch. That that can do disappearing act tricks. Oh, and it's a little hologram, like what a few feet tall? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Breakdancing, you've been throwing a little early kind of breakdancing going on there. They did a lot of different drugs in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Where did they come up with this stuff? <laughs> Was this like Wookiee porn? Their, their idea of what porn. <laughs> Lumpy, here's a who. <laughs> Because, I mean, it does look like something's going on with him right now under that, behind that table. Next to that table. Seems to be enjoying it just a little bit too much. Okay, and these little who's or who that? Not who that. <laughs> um, they're juggling. Now this is where there's a whole kind of a gap in the writing here because a real Wookiee would have tried to eat those little, little. They do look bite-sized. Juggler characters, yeah. juggling characters. At least attempted to eat one. They would have thought it was a snack. Now is this canon? The show that they're watching? Yeah. I I think it it is. <laughs> so it looks like the uh, the chess Star Wars chess. I know there's a name for it. I don't know it, but it's like the Million Falcon chessboard. Yeah, uh, like I didn't realize that was like a multimedia you know device that you could watch holograms. Yeah, on. like a PlayStation Four or Five, whatever they're. It's their version of a X- multi- Xbox yeah. One or whatever. It's like, maybe they got, like, Star Wars Netflix on there. Space Netflix. That's one thing they could be ahead, way ahead of their time on, is that these, these hologram little platform tables could become a thing one of these days. Where you can oh, yeah. multimedia platform hologram table that you walk up to and can dial up a game or you could dial up a hologram entertainment 
Oh, yeah. looks like they're using FaceTime. Nope. Now that is something that probably won't become a real tech thing. <laughs> is a TV with those little sound effects. Yeah, it looks like that new Facebook uh, device that they have that, that follows that can follow you as you're walking, swiveling around. It's their version of that. <laughs> <laughs> Only the Facebook version in 2018 is much more advanced than what they're using. Oh yeah, in, in their Star Wars world. Like, how do they get a Commodore 64 in space? Yeah, they have a fireplace. The art design, the condo is is love it. <laughs> okay, they found Luke on Facebook. Luke and Archie. Here, keep working on it. Hello, Mala. Did she? I love Where's Chewbacca? One at a time. Man, Mark Hamill will be looking like Dorothy Hamill right now. Yeah. That was, that was an odd that was an odd appearance that he made and his appearance in that how he looked. It was the 70s though. Yeah. They got his hair and makeup right in all future movies. It was a misfire in the holiday special. Maybe they just didn't have the budget in the hair and makeup department. <laughs> I think the people that must have worked on uh, probably uh, Chips or what, what sh- what's a show with a bleach? Maybe uh, I'm trying to think of a show where there was a bleach blonde woman that, that they had wigs for. I were at CBS that they brought a wig over and said, okay, just throw this on Mark for this shot. <laughs> Might have been those Mandrell sisters. Might oh have yeah, been one of their wigs. <laughs> yeah. Not now, R two. That's oh, where through all the movies and TV shows, I, I think pick up on R two what he's saying too. Can kind of get yeah that one I agree with that one I can kind of I can kind of get an idea what he's saying. Like R two cusses a lot, bro. Like those those aren't beeps, computer beeps. Those, those are, are bleeps. Yes, those are just like censored. <laughs> you, you don't know where he is? Oh, he's not there yet. Is that it? Oh, boy. Well, all I can tell you is that uh, he and Han left here on schedule. If he's not there now, they're way overdue. They've left the set. They've escaped. They, <laughs> they've taken off from the special. <laughs> And they left Luke and the Wookiee family to try to figure it out from here on out. Oh, yeah. And the Jefferson airplane. Or starship, sorry. I'll go one step further. I was talking about them releasing this on DVD and then doing some, uh, like, a riff on the same copy. Yeah. I think that in, to pay homage on the uh, uh, anniversary of this this Christmas special, this holiday special, I think they should take the current Star Wars cast and do a, a new 2018 version of the uh, holiday <laughs> Star Wars special. I mean, just sort of kind of a tip of the a nod to it. Do do a little, you know, bring in Daisy Ridley and and Oscar Isaac and and all the cast and do do something, you know. Um, 
You got uh, Adam Driver. I think they could do a really good. Yo, Disney, you listening? <laughs> I think they could do a really fun holiday special using the current cast. I think it would be hilarious. Oh yeah, we got like a parody. Oh yeah. They could have stopped off somewhere or been held up by an asteroid storm. Listen, I wouldn't worry about Chewbacca. I know him, and he hasn't missed a life day yet, right? I would use a similar premise. It's it's Chewbacca trying to get to see his family on Life Day again. It really, like, that whole dialogue with uh, Luke, it sounded like he may be covering for uh, <laughs> Chewie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're talking about Chewie kind of being a player. Yeah. <laughs> Chewie and Han stopped on a, on a casino planet where <laughs> drugs and prostitution are legal. And they've been gambling and, and hanging out with wild women for the last few days. That's what's really been happening. They're not that far away. <laughs> He's not going to miss this one either. It's just taking him a little bit longer to get there, that's all. He does look like he's covering for him. Come on, don't look so worried. Now, Chewie's not going to want to come home to a house full of long faces, is he? Come on, Mala, let's see a little smile. It's the man code. He's not going to give uh, Chewie away. Exactly. <laughs> come on. There, that's better. Try to enjoy your life day. I gotta get back to this engine. I think we might have it solved. R2! What are you doing? Watch that, will you? Oh, dang. That's a malfunction. It's alright. Probably should have wore safety goggles. Yeah. That music. That's one person that got out of working on this Christmas special was was John Williams. He didn't score this. No way he did. Subterminal. Is that a modem? Okay. Some slow... Yeah, they've got they've got the slow speed internet. It's not like 56K right there. Yeah. Okay, now here's the Empire. I've been wondering where the Empire was. Where have you been, Empire? Oh, an Imperial Guard. I suppose you want to see my identification. No, I'm off duty. I've come to look around your shop. Oh, good, good, good. Is that a Spaceball helmet? Yeah, it's a little spaceball esque. <laughs> it's a mustache and beard trimmer for his <laughs> for his mustache. <laughs> That helmet, uh, it, it gives you a lot of forehead, doesn't it? <laughs> Five head. <laughs> yeah. I think if, if he pissed off Darth Vader, Darth Vader wouldn't strangle him to death. I think, I think he would just uh, like uh, slap him on the forehead, because his forehead <laughs> is, is heavily exposed. Oh, here we are. Here it is. A pocket-sized aquarium. That's no moon. <laughs> I can't believe they got Dabney Coleman to do this. <laughs> And you could take it with you anywhere. 
and the tank is a snap to claim. I hate fish. Well, so do I, as a matter of fact. I take a drink once in a while, but... He must have met Jar Jar Binks. Ooh. I just thought I'd show you some of the stupid stuff those Wookiees purchased from me. Oh, there. There's a hot little item that seems to be moving pretty rapidly these days. Well, if it's Wookiees, it's food. Excuse me. Got a Wall Screen customer. Good to see you again. Don't say a word, madam. I know just why you're calling. You're wondering when that shaggy carpet you ordered will arrive at your home. Let me assure you, madam, it's on its way. You know, this is like Amazon Prime for that that period of the year, <laughs> that point in the universe for Star Wars. But you got a live person on camera there on up. <laughs> Tried especially for you by a little old woman four planets away. Instead of Lexi, you get Art Carney. Oh yeah. <laughs> she did it all by herself. In fact, you might say she did it by hand, solo. So it's gonna take some I think he's talking in code. I think he's talking maybe in code, yeah. Understand, don't you? Terrific. By the way, uh, I'll be by later to drop off that extra proton energy pack. You're welcome. Is that where Ghostbusters got the proton? Could be. <laughs> What's the matter? Would you like this? Just a groomer. Just a groomer. A groomer. Can you do two days on demand, free <laughs> shipping? <laughs> Only if you pay a hundred a year. <laughs> yeah. Evidently, you haven't read the instructions of the warranty and the guarantee. Besides shaving and hair trimming, it's guaranteed to lift stains off clothing, faces, and hands. Cleans teeth, fingers, and toenails, washes eyes, pierces ears. That's where Spaceballs got the idea for the helmet. <laughs> I bet. Modulates, <laughs> modulates, and syncopates life rhythms, and can repeat the entire Imperial Penal Code, all 17 volumes, in half the time of the old XP-21. Just the thing to keep you squeaky clean. I use one of these all the time. Really? Well, not all the time, but some of the time. Oh, another outstanding uh, feature of this little model. You can recharge it by simply plugging it into any ordinary laser outlet. I'll take it. Good, I thought you would. Now, would you like to pay me something for it, or... How do I order one of those? I said... Yeah. <laughs> That's a load off my mind. He's not paying for I it. I might embarrass you He's... when I told you to accept it as a gift. He's like a Mexican. member of the Empire. He doesn't pay. I don't like being embarrassed myself. That's why I don't like to embarrass people. I just said that. Just to grow money. Oh. Darth Vader. We started a search operation. It's just a matter of time before we find the rebels. I want the rebels located and identified, if it means searching every household in the system. Now that looked more like the sets we saw in the movie. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but it was only a shot for like three seconds. Do you think they might have just used some audio they already had of James Earl Jones from the movies that was unused? <laughs> I would not be surprised. <laughs> I 
just said I'm finishing the dishes. Oh, Lumpy. What am I going to do with that boy? That's what that was. Yeah, yeah see? Yeah, I see. You, you don't need the subtitles. It's a Wookiee apron. That's what that would look like. Okay, now this is Art Carney in a different character, I believe. Yeah. Or no, this is uh, this is the other uh, Harvey Corman. Harvey Corman in this role. It's like a YouTube cooking show. Yeah. It's the Wookiee Food Network. Bantha Surprise, only if you scare it. No, <laughs> Today we're going to roast pork. Mm. Man, there's like pork chops, pork gogi, like some like Korean pork dish. Yeah, like pulled pork tacos. Sautéed, yes. Man, they sound delicious. Soaked in sauce for a while. Marinated, yeah. Like I said, first thing in Star Wars I ever thought that looked delicious. And when I saw Chewie, like just about T1, I'm like, that looks so scrumptious. But only you know the size of a bite in your family, eh? He looks, uh, however he's uh, identifying, but yeah. uh, what was the mother in uh, Futurama? Yes. That could be. <laughs> Keep it going, bro. <laughs> What's funny is Harvey Corman looks more like B. Arthur in this film than B. Arthur looks like B. Arthur in this That's film. That's funny. In special. <laughs> I've never seen them do a scene together. <laughs> uh, the disappointment in this holiday special not being a success one of the disappointments is if it had been a huge hit and critically claimed we would have got a Wookiee cooking show at some point I want that Wookiee cooking show still. Oh, yeah. That's what we are ready for now. Disney, Lucasfilm, are you listening? Man, uh, you know, when uh, Chewie cooked that pork, I mean, that looked delicious. Like, it looked juicy. Like, it looked, like, perfectly done. And if you read Chewie and the Porgs, yeah. it's not too far-fetched that he probably had his own seasons in the, on the ship, on Million Falcon, his own little case of seasons. <laughs> Yeah, it seemed like uh, Wookiees would like spicy food. Yeah, I think he was stocked in, his, in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> well, the whole thing is that the porks broke into the Millennium Falcon and they ate all of Chewie's food. So what is Chewie going to do? That's why he went hunting for porks. Oh, exactly. Because he didn't have any food now. They ate all his food on the ship. It's kind of a hybrid cooking and exercise fitness show all at the same time. You're getting a oh yeah, and Mal is like cooking in a bucket. Yeah, that's a big pot. No, no, like she's using a bucket. Oh, 
So literally a bucket. Beat, yeah, there's extra beat, hands. Extra hands. Stir whip, stir whip, beat, beat, stir. That's not right. I'm sorry. Stir whip, stir. See, that's a bucket. Whip, 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 Opportunities that could arise by having three arms and three hands. <laughs> Won't go there, but. That's handy. Hold your sneeze and then be able to keep working. Man, that reminds me I'd see these uh, extreme makeover TV shows. It was like most of them were just getting nose jobs and boob jobs. Yeah. I'm like, extreme makeover? Like, I want wings. Like, I, I want a tail. Like, a third eye. And we're talking about extreme makeover. <laughs> yes, not just nose jobs, boob jobs, and... That's moderate. Yeah. Extreme, yeah, you want to see... Give me horns. Yeah. <laughs> Make me look like uh, unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> Make me look like Darth Maul. You want to be pooping <laughs> rainbows by the time it's all done. Exactly. That's extreme makeover. I have a feeling some of this was recycled footage in the Falcon. I think you're right. I mean, Harrison Ford, meanwhile, is like, God damn, I'm still here <laughs> shooting this damn special. All right, the coordinates weren't the best. Out of the frying pan into the fire, huh, pal? How should I know we'd come out of hyperspace in the middle of an Imperial convoy? At least against these fighters, we've got more of a chance. However slim. Say that again. This is one life they won't soon forget. Wait. I lost control of the remote cannons. I'm going to have to run back and operate the F-gun manually. Stay on things here. Why don't I always think they're taking you home for life day is going to be easy? Oh hell! What's funny is this story has been used in other holiday specials. This kind of the, always the like it's a premise that's used often is somebody's trying to get home for for holidays. Yeah, like planes, trains, and uh, Millennium Falcons. That's pretty much what this is. We don't have that scene in the bed, though, with Han and Chewie. That they're showing. Yeah, it was, it was cut out, unfortunately. Attention, all. That's not my bow and arrow. Due to suspected rebel activity on the Kazook planet, Empire Propaganda Television. It's <laughs> like the Fox News of, uh, of space. Of space. <laughs> to land or take off until further no- And they disrupted their cooking show. Oh, yeah. To give them that message. Like, how is it going to end? You know, what, what's that show, uh, British Baking Cook-Off? Yes. Be funny, like they had the Wookiee Baking Cook-Off. <laughs> I'm telling you, a whole Wookiee Food Network is what we need. Next me, Sean <laughs> Wookiee Food Truck Competition. <laughs> if you heard there was a Wookiee Food Truck, you would be first in line. Now, are they cooking Wookiees, or is it Wookiees cooking? Oh, Wookiees cooking. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> 
you know those Wookiees can cook. <laughs> the problem is, would they eat your food before it got to your table? Uh, I'd be worried about hair in my food, bro. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a, a body hairnet suit. They'd have to wear like fishnet pantyhose pulled up all the way over their head. Oh, and that visual stuck in my head now. <laughs> they would be playing Morse. At least they'd be playing Morse Day, though, along. along they'd be playing Morse Day in the time, though, while they were doing that. <laughs> Oh, then we see their their decorations now. I think. I think that's the attic. That's the Wookiee attic. Is like Lumpy opening his life day presents early? I think he is. He that can't, little shit. He can't wait. Lumpy, you're. He in got it. a Commodore sixty four. You're spoiling your surprise, Lumpy. In Legos. In Legos, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars Legos. <laughs> proton pack. It's Ghostbusters. <laughs> Put your proton packs on your back and then we split. Wow. You know what I mean? Happy life day. Itchy must be going bald. That's a, like a laser laser helmet. <laughs> no, I thought it was some virtual reality. That's what it actually is. It's their, it's their it's virtual reality. It's the, their version of virtual reality before we even had it. Now we're going to see some Wookiee porn. Play Wookiee Oculus. That's Wookiee porn music. <laughs> a Wookiee plumber <laughs> coming to the door. Yeah. Here he comes. Wait, just wait a second. It's the visual arts de- artist department taking drugs, is what it is. Dude, your computer go to the screensaver? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now we're getting mermaids. Yeah, this looks like a screensaver, y'all. Those look like those uh, seahorse fish things that used to... Yeah, the sea monkeys? Sea monkeys. Yeah. Those are sexy sea monkeys. Hell yeah. I had those uh, sea monkeys when I was a kid. I fell for that. (laughs) That was a good gimmick. I tried... They were doing great. They were getting huge. And then I fed them oatmeal and they died. Because <laughs> I ran out of the, sea, the seafood they give you. My oh no. Is for you alone. I am found in your eyes only. I exist for you. I am in your mind as you create me. Oh yes. I can feel my creation. <laughs> I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? It's some psychedelic porn. I think uh, Itchy won't scratch an itch. I think you're right. So I think the Wookiees are into humanoid women. Man, love who you want to love. That's... 
Itchy, that's creepy, bro. <laughs> yeah. The 70s, man. That's all I can say is the I 70s. Ah, like I never seen an aroused Wookiee. So I am your pleasure. This is our moment together. This is our moment together. And this was like for a family show? This like, was supposed to be for a family you show. You got itchy, like using like, you know, Oculus of the Day for adult Wookiee entertainment. Even in the actual films, they don't have anything this risque. The Star Wars films. <laughs> I mean, now Chewie can like whoever he wants, but it looks like, uh, looks like Itchy kind of likes human. I mean, if I was now as an adult, like watching the show with my kids, and during that part, I might have said, let's go out and take out the trash right now, or <laughs> we'll come back and check it out here in a little bit. This sounds vaguely bondish now. It's going a little bondish, isn't it? Man, the other day I was thinking, man, what if uh, David Simon, who did uh, The Wire, Treme? What if he got a Star Wars series? Ooh. Like, just a gritty as fuck like Star Wars series. That would be interesting. <laughs> Could happen. The song goes on for about 20 minutes, so I'm going to skip. Oh, yeah. I'm going to skip through it. <laughs> Go to the next scene. Okay, first appearance of Carrie Fisher with 3PO. Oh, man, it breaks my heart every time I see her on screen. We'll see her again on screen. Oh. Episode 9. Uh. Made the connection. You may speak now if you wish. Mala, it's so good to see you. Happy life day. People like, why they got to say happy holidays? And like, you taking the life out of life day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Happy Life Day. <laughs> There's a war on life day. She says that she would like to grant your request, but is quite unable to do so. You mean they haven't arrived yet? She says there has been no contact. Yes, I think I understand her message. See, I can understand her message. Yeah. Giving them more trouble than we bargained for. C-3PO is just trying to make himself useful. Try as an interpreter. That's what he does. <laughs> no, she says she is not alone. She's with a friend. Could he come to the screen, please? Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm Sondan, a local trader, a friend of the rebellion, and a member of the alliance. Oh, good. Look, I know I can count on you to take care of my friends until their leader returns. You'll do that for me, won't you? Dude, her buns seem a little uh, accentuated. It changed a little bit, a little bit of a different. Yeah, like 
Man, like a Spanx headpiece or something. I mean, we always know she had nice buns, but, you know, like, those, those are some, buns, those, like, those buns are, baby got buns. <laughs> she does. <laughs> And they got the force. Did I ever let you down? I feel the same way about you too, pal, and your family. Never seen so much imperial traffic in this system. Is that one of those, what's that old game? Video game? Oh, yeah. No, uh, asteroids or something? Yeah. yeah. Are they playing Asteroid on the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> I actually put the full, the like the big one, the Millennium Falcon drone, is, oh, on, is on my holiday list. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get it because I put a lot. I, I may always make a big list, and that way, if like something sold out, you got a couple other options. But <laughs> I wouldn't be mad if I got the Millennium Falcon drone. It'd be kind of fun because then we could get the, uh, the 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 X wing. Oh yeah, and do some chases and film it. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Can't fly it around the airport though. You get fined. Millennium Falcon is Southwest Airlines is landing, and all of a sudden they look over, and the Millennium Falcon is flying next to them. We might get fined. Happy life day, pal. That's gleeful excitement. Exactly. Must be Chewbacca now. Just in time for Life Day. Oh, oh no. no! The Empire stormtroopers. They cut the commercials and went straight to it. And a crossover from Spaceballs. <laughs> Rick Moranis making a special appearance. <laughs> you know, Rick Moranis came back and did his Spaceball character for a cameo on the Goldbergs this past season. Oh, get out. Yeah. He hasn't acted in years. He's been in retirement. He came out of retirement just to do that cameo. Oh, that's awesome. Someone is like his wife passed away, I think. And so he decided to take take get out of acting so he could just focus on his kids. Oh wow. Honey, I blew up the helmet. Ooh. <clears throat> Officer, uh, maybe I can be of uh, some help there, sir. Who are you? And what are you doing in this rookie house? Well, I'm the traitor in this district. You see, the uh, uh, the truth of the matter is she had a terrible fight with her husband. And he just stormed right out. Your identification? Uh, I said your identification. Oh, identification, yes. It's a very important thing, identification. I, I never leave the shop without my identification. It's, uh, it's very important. Just is he doing that kind of SNL thing where they stand facing out so he can read the cue cards while he's doing his lines? Oh, yeah. 
Officer, you may notice that little leather case that I carry my identification card in. Uh, I, I whipped that up myself. That's a pretty fast-selling little item. <laughs> He's a one-man Amazon Prime. <laughs> he makes all the things, too, that he sells. And, uh, well, some people like to keep things neat and clean, and that's why uh, I have the little leather case for the identification It's Etsy product. before Etsy. Dude, I, I will like Amazon Optimus Prime. Just a robot truck just shows up and delivers my stuff. That's what you need. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all you need. <laughs> Amazon wanted to start using drones to do the deliveries. Oh, officer, that, uh, that picture you're looking at right now was taken quite a few years ago. That's uh, one of me. I've gained quite a bit of weight since then. <laughs> and they haven't opened an orange theory yet on this planet. Where's your daddy? Ooh. These things have no respect for authority. Oh. Excuse me, I beg your pardon. Maybe you know my brother's boy. He's a member of the Imperial uh, Militia. He must be 24 or 25 years old, but now he loves the service. Great little guy. Your identification is in order. You can go now. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just have a little more work to finish up here. And uh, Oh, by the way, uh, while I'm finishing up here, uh, why don't you boys uh, take it easy, relax, put your feet up, and uh, make yourself to home. Uh, Wookiee food isn't the greatest, but I'm sure that I can whip something up in the kitchen there that <laughs> we can all eat. Yeah, that's kind of exalting. Uh, yeah. They're saying F you. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say about Wookiee food? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what you told us when you were last time you were over here for dinner. Exactly. You lied. Is there porgs in there? <laughs> they went pork hunting. Just sit down and enjoy it. This is that uh, virtual reality show, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Let's get you into some psychedelic porn. <laughs> the show's better when he does a little hand, like, present, present to you. I present to you this. The Vanna White. Yeah, the Vanna White. Okay, okay. You know, they had that Han Solo coat from Hoth. They were selling that a few years ago. Like, you could buy it on web. There was some website that was selling it. Oh, damn. It. And, like, an authorized, like, replica of it. It sold out, like, really quick. And then people were, were selling them on eBay for, like, a thousand bucks. The heck with the Han Solo jacket. I want the Art Carney jacket from the Star Wars holiday special. Oh, yeah. That gray sweater. Jefferson Starship. I think this was in between when Grace Slick was not with the band. Because she was with the band and then she left and then she came back to the band. That microphone looks very phallic. A little phallic. This is pre We Built the City and, and Sarah. <laughs> and that song they did for the Mannequin soundtrack. <laughs> Are they bl- blurring that out? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was too graphic for television, the microphone. (laughs) We never got the special edition uh, Jefferson uh, Starship action figures from the holiday special. (laughs) Such a shame. Music. He fell in love with music after that. He left the empire to be a musician. <laughs> it changed his life. 
He kept the helmet, though. He, he plays in his band wearing the helmet, <laughs> the Spaceballs helmet. And that's how Daft Punk started. <laughs> exactly. The rest is history. One more time in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> a blurred out mic. I think he was holding something. That wasn't a mic. I think it was a dildo. Exactly. A dildo you microphone. You saw the profile. Like it backlit. It looked pretty phallic. Man, they really went edgy on this holiday special. CBS sensors had to swoop in and blur out that microphone. Friggin' keytar, man. Yep. Like, I've been wanting to add one of those to the chickens lineup. <laughs> like it was my band. <laughs> I like it. I like to keep the. I like it. This is some pretty psychedelic '70s rock. What's funny is that literally, like, what, seven, eight years later, they're singing Sarah, Sarah. No time is a. They went really soft core. Like, who knew uh, we built a city was about Coruscant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of people went power ballad for the MTV era. Even Kiss did a power ballad album without makeup. <laughs> That's like the evil flying chickens going doing power ballads without the mask. <laughs> the not so evil flying chickens. <laughs> In their power ballad record. By far the best music that was scored for this special. I really think they got in, and Jefferson Airplane was a pretty big band, but I really think they got in on the Starship name. Yeah, seriously. For the special, because it's like, oh, Starship, yeah, let's get, let's get them in. Oh. Uh, uh, Uncle Luke, like Luke Skywalker, wasn't doing music yet. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we're around yet. I knew you'd like it. Your work here is finished. They leave now. I guess you're right. About all I can do for now. I hope you guys find what you're looking for. Keep up the good work. Hello. Hey, soon. All right. Finish the search of the residence. Oh, I almost forgot. I want to leave you my card in case you need any. Uh, oh, okay, I believe. Damn. That's Art Carney. He's a comedy legend. He's actually the best performance on this special. <laughs> he's actually really good at doing good acting. Oh, yeah. He's put on a good acting performance. He's a little comedic, but he's put on a good acting performance. Investigate the upper area. Check for any rebel material. Do you think some of the people that came on and did this, like the B. Arthur and the Art Carney, they had some pretty heavy hitters for television, like in the 70s? Oh, yeah. Do you think any of them did it thinking, you know, we might get in the next movie if, if our 
if this takes off. That would off. be funny, man. <laughs> they were really thinking like, because the New Hope, a Star Wars was a big deal. Yeah. That film was epically huge. And so when they told them, hey, we're going to do a Star Wars holiday special, they're like, sign me up. I am in. I don't even need to see a script. Like, are you kidding me? That's I'm going the, to be an action figure. That's the big, yeah, exactly. That's the biggest thing on the planet right now. That is the, the best and biggest movie on the planet. Oh, absolutely. I'll do anything Star Wars. I don't care. Just sign me up. You sure you want to see? You want to see a little little treatment? You want to see a... No, 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 no. You sign me up. So all these people like Art Carney and, and uh, B. Arthur, they were like, sign us up. Anything to connect this household with the Alliance. Oh, don't forget about these protective cases for your identification card. I got a good item. That's it. I'm gone. Finish the search of this house. We have other areas to cover today. You... Take the upper area. No stormtroopers, they're worthless. We don't want to have to hurt anyone. That's not what we're here for. Did he try a Jedi mind trick on that stormtrooper by sna- so. snapping his fingers with that? I think he did. Oh. <laughs> President. Oh, I almost forgot. I want to leave you my card in case you need any. Uh, oh, okay, I believe. Investigate the upper area. Check for any rebel material. Anything to connect this household with the alliance. Oh, don't forget about these protective cases for your identification card. I got a good item. That's it. I'm gone. <laughs> Finish the search of this house. Okay, we here it comes. It's a Jedi mind trick. You. I don't even think you need Jedi powers to do mind tricks on the stormtroopers. <laughs> I think they're that easily... Uh, <laughs> we are going to continue our search. Now, keep him quiet. And I'll forget this ever happened. Shut the fuck up, Lumpy. Yeah. Put on some hologram porn. Oh, it's Simon. It's a Star Wars. It's a Star Wars Wookiee Simon. Oh, the cartoon. From the bridge of the cruiser RS Revenge, Captain Kaiser had reporting. We are waiting the return of Captain Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca, who are long overdue on a delicate mission to acquire the mystical talisman, which has been sought by our forces. What's crazy is this cartoon is so good. That little. The little bit of it we get is so good. I'm pretty sure it was produced by like like Lucas, yeah, like Lucas Film, where the TV special was produced by the Variety Show people from CBS. Oh, yeah. It was like two different separate things. But like, I wanted this cartoon. They should have just done this cartoon as a special. Oh yeah, they could have just done an animated movie for the tele. Of course, I'm sure that would have been a lot more expensive. Maybe I don't know to do a full two hours of animation. Oh yeah, but even if they had done like an hour. 
really, you know, for with commercials, it would have been like forty, maybe forty-two minutes. <laughs> they could have given us a forty-two. This this whole thing for forty-two minutes would have been great. Oh yeah. The voiceover, the artwork, it's 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 fabulous. And by the Empire. The talisman. It makes things invisible, I think. Yes, even you. Which I think might be an improvement. We picked up something. It's the Millennium Falcon. They're coming out of light speed. I can't make contact. Try a lower channel. Falcon, do you copy? Come in, Falcon. It's Chewy, but where's Han? Oh, weird. Looks like some kind of almost anime-ish. He's on a collision mm-hmm. course. Princess, we're in mortal danger from our own forces. Falcon, do you copy? This is madness. You're right, General. I can't understand what Chewbacca's doing. Whatever he's doing, there must be a reason. Hold your fire. We've lost all contact, sir. Stand by. Remember, too, why they didn't make that into a regular like Saturday morning cartoon oh, back yeah. in the 70s. Because they did do finally do some Star Wars cartoons, but they were a little later, and they weren't in the same they weren't the same style using some of the original characters. They were like spinoff characters. Oh yeah. Falcon is near impact. I'm Maybe Lucas didn't want to saturate it too much, <laughs> having it on every week. Luke, take R two with you. What do he say? If something has happened to Captain Solo and Chewbacca is alone, you will need me to interpret. I'll tell you, the uh, more we've gotten familiar with uh, stuff in Star Wars, like in the later movies, mm-hmm. it's like when you go back and watch like A New Hope or uh, Empire, and now you have a better idea of like the layout of the uh, Falcon. Yeah. You know, because of... Uh, we call it uh, the solo movie. It's just like, oh, okay, know where that is. Oh my god. They just dipped the uh, Millennium Falcon in chocolate. Yes. Now, the Millennium Falcon is kind of lavender color <laughs> in this, this animated special. Like you're saying, it's kind of got an anime vibe to it. Yeah. Water Planet. We could have gotten the first appearance of Jar Jar Binks. What, what planet was he from? It was that Wonder Water kind of yeah. city under the sea. Jar Jar Clucks. Oh. Are you all right? Yes, how about R2? Our comm links are out. We can't contact the base. Where are you going, sir? To see if I can locate the Falcon by visual sighting. Maybe it's close by. Wow, that was interesting. Didn't move the needle too much for that creature, did it? So this red sea monster just uh, tasted the laser. And enjoyed the flavor. Yes. Uh, There's Boba Fett. And the whole planet looks like uh, spaghetti sauce. We've come in search of a ship that crashed near here. Maybe I can help you. So that is Boba Fett talking. Like, yeah. my question is, are if this is canon, this like Boba Fett was talking, now Boba Fett doesn't talk. He's very quiet. I know that. Well, 
Like, I, I don't understand. Like, they were trying to give him his own movie. Like, he almost dude, got a movie, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's like, Boba Fett doesn't speak. I don't. Well, neither do I. It will be easy to find the ship you seek. Follow me, friend. Don't you think it might be imprudent to trust him so quickly, sir? He's our only chance. And besides, he seems like a friend. Indeed. Friend is merely a term that is often misused. Did R2 say that? Words to that effect. It's a spaghetti sauce planet they're on. Yeah. It's a whole planet just it's like Marinaria. <laughs> it's Million Falcon dipped in spaghetti sauce. It's a little appetizer. No! Don't destroy it! Towers. No, Buffett, no! He's a friend. What did he do to Luke? He didn't do anything. R2-D2 has detected contamination. It must have come from the talisman. R2 says it's some kind of sleeping virus that only affects humans. He says the only way to keep them alive is to let the blood rush at their heads. I know this sleeping virus the Empire uses on its enemies. They have a remedy for it in the city. I could get some for you. He talks a little bit like the Dragnet guy that does all the narration on Dragnet. Oh yeah, he does. You will only get in the way. But if you must... It may be the same actor doing the voice. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. City is Los Angeles. <laughs> it is 1968, July. It was a hot summer. Crime had risen to an all-time high. <laughs> Come on. Could also be the Twilight Zone guy. The voice that's all the Twilight Zone voices. The narration. Oh, yeah. L.A. had become a spaghetti planet. I decided to take on undercover as a bounty hunter. You stay here while I get the syrup. I said stay, friend. Luke trusted me, and I'm your only chance of getting out of here alive. Do you understand me? Starlog update. Although Boba Fett quickly located the serum for the sleeping virus. Very Star Trek is there with the Starlog update. Oh, yeah. I have made contact with the rebels, and all is proceeding as you Does Boba Fett have a third eye in this anime I, I special? Think so. He's got like an eye on his head. What is it now? Dun dun, they freeze frame and go to commercial. Lumpy's freeze frame. That's something they don't do as much anymore. Do, I missed the freeze frame. I always liked that. Like the end of the show? Yeah. To be continued would come across the bottom of the screen. Or is that all? Just some silly game. It's like a space iPad. Wookie pad. Metabolisms are slowing down. I wonder what's keeping Chewbacca. 
Try to find them on the view screen. Darth Vader. I want them alive. Now that you've gotten their trust, they may take you to their new base. This time. Did 3PO and did R2 realize that Darth Vader was Anakin? The, the, the Anakin that they knew when they were... You would think. The little kid that, that put... Uh, I think he put R2 together. Didn't he build R2? I think so, yeah. Um, like, maybe, I don't know, mind wipes? Like, memory oh, wipes? Yeah, it could be. Yeah. We'll get them all. I see why they call you the best bounty hunter in the galaxy. Oh no. What will we do now? Because Dog the Bounty Hunter hasn't left Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, because if they knew it was Anakin, then they would just say, listen, we knew you when you were a little boy. Don't try to play this with us. You remember us? I have the serum. You must leave quickly, friend. Chewie riding bitch on the back of Boba Fett's little speed racer. Oh, yeah. Through a sea of marinara sauce. It does look like Chewie's wearing a hairnet in this cartoon. <laughs> Keeps his hair out of the spaghetti sauce on the planet. Oh, yeah. What happened? I don't know. Well, somebody must know something. Says our friend Boba found serum for the talisman virus. Hansel has got his eyes closed Boba, closed through this whole cartoon. Friend. You must come back with us. What's the matter with R2? I'm afraid, sir, it's because you said Boba is a friend and Why is CP3O C3PO blinking? He blinks in this. Vertically. Yeah. Like, is his eye getting dry? It's dry eye for robots. We'll meet again, friend. And I will not be talking in the few, next time you see me. So forget that I ever talked in this time around. <laughs> I have nothing else to say to you, sir. Ever again. There was something bad about Boba. How did you know, Chewie? May I quote directly, sir? He just didn't smell right. Well, let's get off this Dude, I think Wookiees probably stink. Like, you don't see Wookiees, like, panning, right? No. So that means they gotta be sweating. That like can't that, smell good. Like, that much hair? I'm saying that Wookiee essence is probably strong. Hope they have some good spray uh, deodorant. Like, I saw a, uh, a Wookiee air freshener. Like, I don't want my vehicle to smell like Wookiee. <laughs> oh God! Wookie air freshener. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll send you the picture of it. I'm curious, but I don't. I'm not interested in having it. <laughs> like in my car, the smell. Oh, there's been times I probably had natural Wookie without the, buying the product. Now, did they have to pay John Wayne a lot of money to do the voice of Han Solo in that animated cartoon. I don't know. Like I'll a- tell you what, Buckaroo. There's a lot of that going on. I notice they don't have more than two uh, stormtroopers on screen at the same time. 
Yeah. It seems like they only had budget for like two sets of uh, those uniforms. Suits, those suits, those their costumes are expensive. Nothing up there. You also never only see the front of their suits. They're walking because so, they only could afford the front part of the suit. They couldn't afford the back part. So they're, they're just shooting from the front. Go clean up your room. You're not my daddy. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell do you think you are? I'm going to stay on my iPad. Okay, that might be the best acting so far. It was pretty convincing. Yeah. I feel you, Lumpy. That helmet's got to be hurting his neck. The weight of that helmet. Back these motherfuckers. Oh, no. I hate the Empire. I would like to see a Luke Who's Talking kind of done with the Wookiees, where you could hear them thinking out loud and get comedians to like voice their, their th- thoughts out loud. Can you imagine like Chappelle doing like a Rick James kind of rendition of one of the Wookiees? Man, I think it just might be their stomachs growling. <laughs> they gotta be hungry. They haven't eaten in a while. On the system Amorthia, mm. and this instruction cassette provided by the manufacturer. It offers Is that an original Mac? consumers everywhere to make it might be the original Mac. Being. The motor abilities of Amorphian citizens are frequently impaired by malfunctions, which result in a temporary loss of power. Harvey Corman's like, damn, if I play more characters, I'll get more action figures. <laughs> How many characters do you need me to play? Of our high standard of long wear and durability. Thank you for selecting our brand of mini transmitter. If you assemble it properly, this character was called Tanface. It will provide many years of fun and valuable service for you. But now let's get started, shall we? First, find the sealed package containing all the tools you'll need. Ah. It looks like this. Try not to rip it open, because it makes a very handy storage case for your tools until you need them again. What's funny is they, they didn't use a lot of the, uh, the, the, the actors from the movies. Yeah. The characters in the movies, they're in it just a little bit here and there, sprinkled in, just enough of them, but they lean more on the, the Wookiees. Oh, yeah. And then these other actors that they cast to be in the variety show, like Harvey Corman and Art Carney. Art Carney's in it way more than any of the uh, original episode cast. 
Now, find the circuit breaker module. And by the way, let's start calling these components by their proper names. Circuit breaker What's that painter? I used to do the PBS specials that, that had the afro. Oh, Bob Ross. They should have done like a futuristic Bob Ross, like a Star Wars version of Bob Ross as one of the shows they were watching. Could have been like a, a Wookiee Bob Ross. Yeah, a little happy banter over here. Yeah, exactly. Painting a little bit of that. Must be connected to the wires with the corresponding colors. They could have got an actual Bob Ross to do it. Red goes to red. Blue goes to blue. And they could so have been, done a whole PBS now, theme. They could have even got Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, to come on and do <laughs> like a, a Star Wars version of the of his uh, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. It's, it's a beautiful day in the galaxy. Do you have the force? Would you force? Do you have the force? Do you have the force? Would your force be mine? The very heart of the MIDI transmitter, which converts electronic energy, which you provide into any of a thousand recognizable lights. Ladies and boys and girls, today we're going to talk about lightsabers. We have a what do you what do you call yourself? Jedi. He's going to show us lightsabers today. Of our neurocranial synapses is absolutely essential. Did he start cocaine just before he fell off the table? I think he did. It was the 70s. Now that's just a, a drawing, right? That's just yes. a picture. When they show the exterior of that. The Wookiee, uh, it's a pretty big treehouse. I mean, really, it's a, it's a mansion. It's all that smuggling money paid for that. <laughs> the following live broadcast is recommended by the Imperial Council in the belief that your commitment to remain upstanding citizens will be reinforced. It is required viewing for all members of the Imperial Forces. Time now for Life on Tatooine. Brought to viewers everywhere in the hope that our own lives may be uplifted by the comparison and enriched with the gratitude of relief. This Number one show on in the galaxy. Unedited and is hereby begun without further comment as to its lack of moral value. Hey, Greedo. It's Greedo. Wait a minute. Wouldn't Greedo be dead now? Was Greedo just shot or was Greedo killed in A New Hope? Ooh. Yeah, Han shot first. Yeah. Uh, so we found... It's either not canon or we found a... Uh, the Greedo survived. Yeah. The Greedo lived. Greedo went to the hospital and Greedo recovered. <laughs> Harvey Corman again. He wanted to get extra, multiple action figures out of this. I'm certainly not going to get rich with customers like you. I thought I taught you to drink faster than that. Well, at least you're steady. Oh, come on now, drink up. There's plenty more where that came from. Yes. 
what'll it be? Hello, Acmina. Okay, we'll do it your way. Hello. Now we'll do it my way. What'll it be? Can we talk? Well, of course we can talk. We are talking. You're not ordering. I'm not pouring. We are not drinking. We are talking. I'm moving this to make room for a drink so that next time I say, what'll it be? The canteen, <laughs> the canteen is a little cleaned up in this uh, holiday special from what oh, it was yeah. looked like in, in New Hope. I'm sorry I couldn't get back before. Uh, before what? Uh, until now. Until tonight. I thought about it a dozen times. I had to be sure. Uh, excuse me. I have a customer waiting. I'll be right back. Come back soon. I'll be waiting. Hammerhead. Oh, that's what the hole in the head was for. Uh. That's where he drinks that. Acmina. Hammerhead later a bounty hunter, I believe. In, oh, yeah. In Party Strikes Back. How's your drink? It's all gone. Look, there's a flower on top of it. I see there is. Do you want another drink? Flowers. You gotta see the who the who's the bosk. Oh, that's bad. Meme, meme. It's pretty funny. Have you seen the who's the bosk? No. Krellman. Krellman. What a nice name. When I left here the other night, I felt something that I haven't felt in longer than I care to remember. I felt alive again. Someone made me feel like all the years I've lived meant something. And all he said was six simple words. Come back soon. I'll be waiting. After all, only words. Oh, I think it gets romantic between the two of us. I knew that at the time. That's why I went home and thought and thought about what you said. Oh, what did I say? It, it doesn't matter, silly. What you said is not as important as what you meant. Oh, what did I mean? I decided what you meant was exactly the thing I needed to hear. Well, I'm glad about that. Well, that's a little stalkerish. A man yeah. can live as long as I have, through all the ups and downs, and just when he thinks it's all over, someone cares for him again. I wasn't looking for that when I came in here. Maybe that's why it, it happened, because I wasn't asking for love anymore. I wasn't desperate. I wasn't begging, whining, groveling, sniveling. I just came in here for a drink. I found a lot more. Curlman, uh, uh, I. Uh, Is that sexual uh, harassment? Krellman, you're, you're kind. It was and, a different and time. Sweet and, and yeah. terribly attractive. But if if you're saying what I think you're saying, you felt you meant I thought you needed to hear, then I just have one thing to say I did not. Hagnita, don't do this to me. Now, please, look, I have customers. Why don't you sit down, finish your drink, have another drink? This one's on me. This is still better than the romantic dialogue in, uh, in the. Uh, uh, the prequels. <laughs> 100, man. Attack of the Clones. Oh, I'd wondered whether uh, they were they were, we were see him make out, whether they, he made out through the top really or the no front. You'll change your mind. I just know you will. Six simple little words. I can wait forever to hear it again. Because I know... Come back soon. I'll be waiting. Oh. He hasn't learned Jedi mind tricks yet. Even the Empire is like, what the hell did we just watch? No matter what galaxy, reality TV is bad. Yeah. Due to increased activity among subversive forces, we are placing a curfew on the entire Tatooine system effective immediately. All inhabitants will return to their homes at once. 
This order will remain in effect until further notice. What if there's a sandstorm? They can't get right back to the house. It's not always easy on Tatooine to get oh, right yeah. back to the house. Oh, yeah. Life's not hard. I mean, life's hard on Tatooine. It's already hard enough then to get grounded. Yes. Okay, Barbarine, take a break. I don't know how long. Maybe maybe forever. Closing me down again. Love that. Can- Did the Cantina band just get fired? Like, are we still getting paid? From their gig? <laughs> All right. One more round before you leave, and this one's on me. Torque. Ah, well, I mean, they're the ones getting ripped off. The Cantina Band only knows one song. Exactly. Just play that same song over and over again. Gentlemen. Gentlemen, I don't know how to tell you this, but I guess the wall screen said it all. Gentlemen, I guess you didn't hear what I said. The Empire has closed us down. Now, I know this sort of thing happens all the time. I, I'm sure it's just temporary. But, fellas, the party is over. <laughs> You. You stop that. Stop she should uh, put on semi-sonic closing time on the jukebox. Closing time. <laughs> I don't know why we did this holiday special in the first place. Didn't you get killed in the New Hope? Greedo? Yeah, I mean, that's Greedo. Maybe Greedo had a, like a twin. <laughs> That's how I'm going to uh, recon that mistake they made. Greedo. Greedo's <laughs> twin. Oh shit, it's a devil. The devil? Dang, they had the devil in here too. I don't want any more trouble. You take care of the door. These aliens don't give a fuck. They just want to... Like, we're going to stay here and keep drinking. No, you got to, like, flip the lights on and off, you know? Yeah. You, like, let them know it's time to go. Does the cantina band know Semisonic's closing time? <laughs> All right. Man, she getting away a lot of free drinks. So they're playing a slower version of their instrumental. That's like a power power ballad version of that. Just one more drop, Okay, there's a giant rat. Don't remember the giant rat from A New Hope. Try stopping by, friend, if there's a light in the place. Is it even more ridiculous than you remember? Yes. Jazz is actually removing his Star Wars shirt. He's not sure he wants to go out and leave the house with it now. So say goodnight, friend. Goodnight, but not goodbye. They're finally exiting the bar. And they're back to Empire. Return to base. Return to base. Return to base. Return to base. Message received and obeyed. We leave at once. You, stay here. 
There's a male missing from this household, and I want you to be here when he returns. It's possible he's one of the rebels. Do you say household or household? <laughs> household? I think they had AstroTurf as their indoor carpet in the treehouse. Yeah, I think so. That's like the linoleum of uh, Kashyyyk. If I had a treehouse, though, like this, I'd say I want to. I would, I would decorate it like this. I would say I want to look like the the Wookiee's treehouse in <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special. It's pretty dope. There's that dramatic before they go to commercial. What's going to happen next? Is Lumpy in trouble? The stormtrooper hover, hovers over him. What's Lumpy hiding? He's got the. He's got some secret. Oh, Lumpy. It's Home Alone, the Wookiee edition. <laughs> Uh-oh. You messed up now, Stormtrooper. So the stormtrooper tripped over his drop pistol yep. and fell off the treehouse. Yes. That did, that's, that's the sequence that happened. Well, there's a balcony? It's okay, no, I guess they're outside. Yeah, the balcony, I guess. Yeah. Han loves to come home with some good old home cooking, too. Man, it's going to be a good life day. Save my tail more than a couple times. I'd love to, but I can't. I gotta get back to the Falcon before somebody stumbles across him. Hey, you look at Lumpy. He's sure grown, huh? And I think his voice is changing. Come on, I'm just teasing. Well, well. I gotta go. Have a nice life day, but be careful. A lot of troopers in the area. Okay. Chewy, check and see if the coast is clear, will you? Because my kid became a Darth Lord. <laughs> Dark Lord. <laughs> Lumpy turned out better than Ben. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Man, what was it? Uh, in Solo and some of the other stuff? Man, some of those budget Wookiees? Like, like I say, I, I think... Uh, like. Chewie must be like an attractive Wookiee. Like, what I've seen of other Wookiees just look like bad suits. They had the, uh, they had Anthony Daniels was one of the, was the, one of the Wookiees in Solo. He, he, he looked like a sick Wookiee. He was a skinny Wookiee. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Which is also the my name of my side project. Skinny Wookiee. <laughs> I also didn't know that was a thing. It's a spinoff band for Evil Flying Chickens. It's like the power station. It's like Skinny Puppy were just uh, Wookiee vocals. <laughs> I love it. I think you might be onto something. 
Oh, we're gonna get to see Wookiees make out. Is he smelling for pheromones? Like, I might think a Wookiee stinks, but I think Wookiees like kind of like the smell of other Wookiees. Still better than the uh, love scenes in Attack of the Clones. 100, man. They should have had the director for this just do the love scenes in Attack of the Clones. Now, when you saw the prequels, like, all the love stuff, yeah, did everybody laugh there, too? Like, every yeah. scene, like, touching, little... romantic, like, everybody's just roaring laughing. There's a little giggling going on, I remember. If you're looking for who I think you're looking for, forget him. We won't be bothered by him again. Did like the Revenge of the Sith though? Thought he did a good job. On, thought they had finally figured it out on Revenge of the Sith. Calling that lava lightsaber battle at the end. Oh yeah. B four seven one one. Pretty riveting. We are unable to reach you on your comm link. Is there a problem? You are instructed to turn on your comm link immediately. Wait a minute. I think I can handle this. We have two-way communication, Trader Sondan. Is this a report about the missing trooper? It is, sir. Trooper B-4711 was here with three other men. We'll ship us they some of those grooming devices and we'll leave you alone. As soon as they had gone, <laughs> we need more of those. from this house and he robbed me blind. Then he took off of the hills. Very well, we'll send out a search party. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. Identification is very important. Helps you maintain contact with the Empire at times like this. Lumpy. Itchy. Chewy. Mallon. This day is for you. Have a wonderful celebration. I would do a pun. I would turn around and say, let me give you something to chew on before oh. I leave. I had to throw that in. <laughs> simultaneously the best and the worst at the same time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I said, oh, you know what? Oh, by the way, do you have any chewing gum? Oh. I, I got to get this garlic off my breath. Anyway, happy holiday. <laughs> And the family gathered around and watched hologram porn together. Are those snow globes? I don't know. I bet we find out. They're going to go singing, uh, caroling around the neighborhood. Wookiee style. Like, I don't know their customs, but, uh... I think that's one of their customs. kind of beautiful. Yeah. I think that's one of the customs for Life Day. Going. That's like Wookiee caroling. <laughs> They're going to go caroling around on their uh, planet. 
Uh, all the Wookiees are in like red robes. They're in red robes. They're on their way to some kind of Wookiee chapel for midnight mass <laughs> with the Wookiee Pope. <laughs> Roast pork, though, afterwards mm. to feast on. This is before. Uh, this is way before Chewbacca became a vegan. Years before it became a vegan. So all these people Wookies. I mean, is like Life Day a Wookiee thing or just a space thing? Good question. Because I thought I heard Princess Leia. Some of the other characters reference Happy Life Day. Yeah. I thought it was a galaxy-wide holiday. Happy Life Day. But I think it's very important to the Wookiees. Happy Life Day, everyone. <laughs> and we're certainly glad that you are alive to celebrate. 3PO's like, damn, that couldn't get them to fall for the, the, uh, the thought that I might be a god like I did the Ewoks. <laughs> it worked with the Ewoks. And I wish that we were more than just mechanical beings. And we're really alive, so that we could share your... You know, 3PO had the Ewoks convinced he was some kind of god, like some kind of powerful oh, yeah. god on that Ewok planet. Why didn't he just stay there and just keep working that angle? <laughs> it would have done anything for him. He had he ran that planet at that point. Uh, indoor, moon. Yeah, he, he, ran, he had his own moon. They were going to have a statue erected of him on that planet. This day brings us closer to freedom and to harmony and to peace. No matter how different we appear, we're all the same. He just got kind of pushed around by uh, the rebellion. Oh, yeah. I hope that this day will always be a day of joy in which we can reconfirm. Oh, Leia sings after this. Uh, she does a speech and, and then she sings. Oh no. I think that's how they close out the special. This is the promise of the tree of life. Oh, there's a tree involved as part of the holiday. Gary Fisher actually a good singer. You never got to hear her sing in anything. <laughs> Like, those look like fake buns. Yeah. Oh, they threw a the little bit of the Star Wars in there. into the. I think they put on some fake buns because I don't think her hair was long enough to do the buns when they did the holiday special. She had cut her hair, probably. <clears throat> okay, this is the only song I'd want to get off of this score. Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, really had a fling off camera. Oh, wow. Brief, briefly. It was a real thing. She had, uh, she had set, wrote it in her, she had put it in her book. 
the repurposed footage. Repurposed footage coming in here. More, <laughs> more repurposed footage. I love that move when he does that. Like the handshake fake out. Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. So it looks like they're just showing uh, scenes from uh, New Hope. Just rant, just a little montage of yeah. footage from New Hope. At first, I thought they were trying to make it like it was part of the ending. It was the uh, it was the seventies. They hadn't perfected the montage until the eighties. Yeah, that was when they ex- excelled in montages. And the final stare down by the Wookiee. It was the night before life day, and not a Wookiee was stirring. Except not for even that, a Chewy. <laughs> not even Lumpy. <laughs> except for that giant mouse in the cantina. Then we see a Lumpy at the dinner table in the context of Chewbacca sitting next to him. It's, just, it's super cute. Oh, yeah. It's a whole lot of hair getting in your food, though, if you go eat dinner with them. Just them doing their, their 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 blessing before dinner, holding their hands over the dinner table. That's a whole lot of Wookiee hair getting into your soup. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's a Wookiee hair in my boudin. Ooh. It's very good other than that. <laughs> good job, Itchy. I'm going to just respectfully suggest hairnets, full-body hairnets, <laughs> next time you make me dinner, though. Other than that, everything was perfect. Ugh. There it is. Man, this is horrible and awesome at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's horrible awesome. It's not just horrible. It's horrible awesome. Could have been edited into a better better show? It could have been a little tighter. It could have been a little tighter. Yeah. There's some areas... It dragged on a little bit. The the musical numbers, I think, could have gone a little shorter, a little tighter. Some of the best stuff was the was the um, the end uh, when they, at the very end when it's over. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's finally over. I did like the uh, um, I think what I did like about it. No, I like the cartoon. The cartoon's great. Oh yeah, I was disappointed they didn't make that into a regular like little it seri- should have ser- series, like do a series of those. Oh yeah. I would have man. Well, people would have ate that up back there. They wanted to keep the toy sales going. All they had to do is just make the animated special into a, a series. I think I was checking the wiki earlier. Like I heard they did uh, prototypes of action figures for this, but since it flopped, like they never wow. released them. So some of these people that would have made action figures of like the Art Carney and Harvey Corman said, "Hey, I'll play as many characters as you need." Because he was thinking he'd get multiple. He wanted some of that Kenner money. He was wanting some of that Kenner money. He thought he was going to get like three action figures out of this deal. <laughs> He's like, I'll play three characters and I'll get multiple action Dress as a woman? Totally fine with that. I can play a woman. Whatever you need me to do. You want me to dress up in a Wookiee suit? I'll be a Wookiee for you. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, we got plenty of Wookiees. We're stocked on Wookiees. <laughs> we already cast all the Wookiees. But uh, yeah, we could we could use you for You want to come in and do a couple other characters and... and uh, Art Carney was like, yeah, I'm going to get an action figure. B. Arthur's like, I'm going to get an action figure. Oh, Jeff- yeah. Jefferson Starship thought they were going to get their own action figures out of this whole thing. 
the woman, the uh, Diane, was it uh, Diane, um, the the singer that's in the the hologram? Oh, yeah. She's like, damn, I'm gonna get an, I'm gonna get an action figure. <laughs> Can't get some of that Kenner money. That is that. That is the uh, the holiday, the Star Wars holiday special. My oh my. Um, was, they talk a little bit about it, and they talk a little bit on uh, get some more information here. Well. Outlining the original Star Wars and planning its potential sequels, Lucas imagined a film just about Wookiees, nothing else. After the original film's success, it ca- its cast made a few appearances on TV variety shows. According, uh, uh, according to Charles Limpincott, who was head of marketing of the Star Wars Corporation, CBS brought the idea of doing a TV special to him and Lucas. Although there is some internal dispute about this claim, according to J.W. Rinsler... Everybody agreed that a television special was a good idea. Lucas was busy moving his production company to a new location, which was not heavily involved in this special. Though Lucas is uncredited, it was his idea to build the narrative around the Chewbacca family. Oh, shit. So that was his input. He's always said that he was forced into it because it was part of a, cl- was a clause in his contract that forced them to allow them to do the special. And the cast was all opted in as well as part of the clause in the contract. CBS hired experienced variety show writers and producers. Writers uh, Bruce Villinch was concerned about the decision to center the special on a species who grunt in a fictional language without subtitles. (laughs) And the special was broadcast in its entirety in the United States only once. On Friday, November 17th, which actually, that's my birthday, November 17th, the week before Thanksgiving on the television network CBS from 8 to 10 Eastern, preempting Wonder Woman and the Incredible Hulk, and it was broadcast on the Canadian television network as well, and it was shown around the world on different different networks. The, The holiday special has become notorious for its extremely negative reception, both by Star Wars fans and the general public. Can you imagine the internet had existed already at this time and social media? How bad this thing would have gotten pounced in real, in real time. Um, uh, Anthony Daniel Daniels is in a documentary promoting the worldwide tour of Star Wars in concert notes with a laugh that Star Wars universe includes the horrible holiday special that nobody talks about. Um, and then, uh, I'm not convinced the special wasn't ultimately written and directed by a sentient bag of cocaine. (laughs) He might be onto something. George Lucas did not have significant involvement with the film's production and was reportedly unhappy with the results. However, Patty Maloney, who played Lumpy, stated in 2008 that Lucas was sent dailies of each day's shooting for approval. See, that's the thing I always wondered. I was like, George Lucas didn't get to see dailies of this? Come on. Um, author of What Were Were They Thinking? The 100 Dumbest Events in Television History ranked the holiday special at number one. Good God. Number one. That's, that's, <laughs> that's something else. It's ranked number three as the five goofiest moments of, tele, of Star Wars mythos in the 62nd issue of the UK's Star Wars magazine. Uh, TV Guide ranked it at number 11 on their 25 most hilarious holiday TV moments, mentioning that it, it was unintentionally hilarious. Both TV Guide and TV, TV Land ranked the special at number 59 on their top 100 unexpected television moments. So there it is. Awesome. Yep. I'll tell you what else is awesome. Agree. Oh, sexy Wookiees. Woo-wee. And agree or disagree. I uh, I agree. You know, I was actually going to throw out the agree disagree for this special because we already had we were already going to be doing rifting for the Star Wars holiday <laughs> special, but I had already written them. 
Go ahead. Let's do them, man. Some of these are holiday-centric, so I have to do them. Absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do them for another year. (laughs) Okay, here it is. Episode 85 with Jazz One. Oh, yeah. Number one, Jazz One. Oh, yeah. Okay, so an Austin family. This is a little local flavor here. They did a Christmas vacation-themed holiday display. Have you heard about this? It made the news and went viral. Uh, like Harry Potter, right? No, like uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, no. Like, wow. So it went viral. It became a national story because they have a man. They had a, a, a they did a paying homage to Clark Griswold. They had a man hanging from their balcony. And the guy tried to save him. Guy tries to save it thinking it's a real person that's, that's holding on <laughs> to their dear life, hanging on to the balcony. Their security camera catches it on camera. Oh, yeah. Catches the, and it, so it becomes footage that goes viral. And so anyway, uh, they they just put a sign. They apologized to the guy. They sent him a gift card, and they put a sign up down below letting people know that it's just an installation, a Christmas vacation installation. <laughs> they uh, So they were apologetic about it, but they said, you know, they kept it up and everything. Yeah. Do you think that they should have, because of what had happened, that it posed sort of some stress on a person for a little bit? That was trying to come to their rescue and come to the aid of a. Do you think they, that they should have, the city should have made them, maybe should have uh, made it um, where they couldn't have had this? this I, I, I disagree. Yeah, like, man, that's just Austin, man. That's Austin being Austin, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It, like, bless the guy's heart. You've you seen know? the video. Yeah. You saw that story, yeah. I mean, bless his heart. I mean, he's, he's got a good oh, heart. Yeah, he's got a good heart. He was doing. He did the right thing. He did what. But you, you know, got got. <laughs> he got got. He's a hero, but he got got. But um, yeah, yeah, they got him on video. You know, if you're gonna get caught on camera, though, you want to be get caught on camera. If it's a little funny, or it wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't feel like it was embarrassing. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But you want to get caught on camera doing trying to do something like oh, no, yeah. noble, like the right thing. You know, it's like that night uh, 2020 show where the guy goes out and they put people yeah, in scenarios. Yeah, what would you do or something? What would you do, yeah. yeah. It's a little bit like what would you do, <laughs> like an amateur home version. <laughs> right, number two, the song that's been a Christmas uh, staple for many decades, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Yeah. It's been pulled from uh, radio stations. I think Cleveland uh, radio station pulled it, but it's also probably getting pulled from other radio stations yeah. around the country. So uh, MovieWeb put a story up asking the question, wondering if... The movie Elf with Will Ferrell, um, a modern-day holiday favorite that has the song in it, that uses it in, in one of their scenes, whether TV, TV stations that rerun Elf, whether they would consider pulling the song. So the reason for this is because the song, uh, in the Me Too movement... It's this, a little rapey. It's a little rapey. The song is. And I after I heard the story, I went back and I I uh, looked up the lyrics. Because yeah. I didn't really know the exact... I knew the song, but I didn't know the exact... wasn't familiar with the lyrics verbatim so i went up and looked it up and i was like yeah this is a little rapey i, I mean i mean first uh i heard read the story and i was like oh good god that's a little bit overboard i mean come on it's just a song you know it's old song that uh i don't think that's gonna like move the needle for me but then i went and looked at the lyrics and i was like yeah, it's a little rapey it's you know it's rapey. like i did hear some context like of the time it was written yeah and like its main popularity mm-hmm. you know but uh man it's like sometimes we see things of the past through today's filters, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So, do you agree or disagree, though, 
that it should in fact be edited out of Elf for re-airing on television because of the uh, the song itself. Well, like, how much would it affect the plot by taking it out? Because, you know, a lot of times when things hit TV, yeah. it, a lot of it's carved up already. Yeah. And not always for the better. Sometimes yeah. it, it's butchered and then it's kind of choppy and you're watching it and you're like, wait a minute, how do we get from there to here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not always for the better. Sometimes they get away with it and it's uh, it doesn't really affect the yeah. uh, flow of the film. But other times, you, know, you as a, from the filmmaking world, you can appreciate the importance oh, yeah. of, of the editing and how important that is. All right, so uh, that's a good question. Would it affect the plot? I heard that in the context that it's used in the movie Elf, it's not used in the literal way. The song is is lyriced. It's kind of done and used in a little bit different way. Yeah, the way it's presented um, and when it's being sung by the uh, the character that Zoe Deschanel plays, um, and with Will Ferrell, the song is sort of making fun of the fact that he. Um, wants to hear her sing the song. Yeah. And he's kind of hanging around listening to her sing the song. <laughs> okay, here's something. You're, you're an Office fan, right? Yeah. The Office TV series. Have you heard in, in now in 2018 in the world of one reboot after another, one remake after another, one sequel and prequel after another? Many TV shows already have been rebooted. Uh, we've had, uh, I think just in the last... Uh, five years we've had a uh, Dallas reboot. We've Magnum had, PI, you called that. Ma- we got a Magnum Magnum PI uh, remake, a MacGyver remake. We've had a Murphy Brown rebooted. I think the the uh, the the girls. The I'm trying to think of the name of the show. Fuller House. Fuller House. Actually, I heard it's doing really well over at Netflix. It's it's gotten a really good reception. So now the next show that's being talked about. There's been a couple of shows. Frasier was being talked about for a little while, but now I heard Kelsey Grammer, after meetings with writers, wasn't happy with what they were coming up with, ideas-wise. Yeah. I actually have the I have the Frasier idea, and I don't know if this was pitched in his pitch sessions with his writers, but I think they do kind of a Dr. Phil uh, take on Frasier in 2018. Ooh, that would be really good. Because his original uh, show, he has a, uh, a radio call in for um, psychologists for people to call in for advice an advice show on the radio I think that the progressive next thing for stage would have been for him to go into television and he would have had like a Dr. Phil type I think that's how they should have done it, it oh, yeah. move the show to LA because apparently one of the things he did want to do is he wanted to move the city and he wanted to change the people around him a little bit because in his mind after all these years there would be a different setting and different surroundings it would have just been a little bit unbelievable to keep him in the same place which is the exact same people doing the exact same thing after all these years and that was one of the problems i think they had with all the other reboots is that there there just didn't seem to be any progression in the in the story the characters they all were kind of like plopped in the same yeah. situation which is understandable it's kind of playing it safe but he wanted to kind of change the setting and so that would be perfect if that's what they were wanting to do you move it to la or new york and you give them a tv talk show oh yeah that's what they need to do i think there'd be a lot of funny scenarios they could build around that (laughs) him in a competitive you know tv market i don't know if that was pitched though but i heard what they did pitch didn't sell him on the idea he was gung-ho about it at first but another show that is really being talked about very seriously for a reboot nbc says they're going to do it or that they want to do it and the, uh, I think the producers have had already kind of in serious meetings with writers about what they're going to do is The Office. Now, here's the thing. They've already said that this is going to be a show 
that's going to have some of the original cast and then some newbies in there. Kind of a mixed bag of some new cast members and then a few of the originals, but that it would take place in the Dunler Dunler, um, office. Yeah. In the original, uh, you know, where the original show took place. Would this be a show that you would agree or disagree should happen as far as a reboot? And you're an Office fan. Yeah, I I would agree. I would like to see it happen. I want it to be good. Yeah, you don't Uh, want to mess with the legacy. There's a chance it could flop. You know, if it flops, kill it. You know, don't. Yeah, just. One season, one and done, you know. Yeah, you just go on from there. If it don't try to drag it out and try to, you know. Uh, and that show had a few cast, you know, evolution changes, and uh, as it went on, because uh, you know Steve Steve Carell didn't do the whole, you know, he left the yeah. show probably about two years before it it, it ended. But they had enough uh, with the Jim and Pam as kind of the the central. Oh yeah, to keep the show, you know, continuing, and then Dwight uh, was enough to keep the show going. And then they brought in a few other cast members towards the last few years to kind of freshen it up a little bit and i always like that when they do that with shows that they bring you know do bring in a few new cast members oh, yeah. every two or three or four years to freshen it up a bit but still keep the core core in there i don't i think there could be it could work uh i do think that's best for them it seemed they seem to be taking their time with it and not rushing it out because they've already been in talks about it for a couple of years and they've been kind of kicking around now uh john krasinski yeah. the original jim he said that he thinks they should just do a, a one-off, come back and do... He, he proposed that they come back and do a Christmas special, kind of a, a office Christmas special where they all reunite, get back together for you know a one-off kind of thing. And he says he would be on board to do something like that. So, Remember, they moved to Austin. That's the whole thing. Him and Pam moved to Austin. Yeah, I ran into him like the Mueller H-E-B. You, you finally found him. Yes. You've been looking for him, haven't you, since they moved to With Austin? the kids and everything. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 like, they're adorable. Jim, Pam, yeah. what have you been doing? You live in Mueller, right? Yeah. yeah. You finally ran into him. You've been, ever since that show went off, you've been looking for him. You'd have to go to Colorado to look for Mike. And Dwight's on the farm. He's got the board. The, the, oh, yeah. Now we're going to try to spin off Dwight. Yeah, it they was had, like they set that up, but uh, I guess it didn't sell. Didn't get picked up. I just, they just didn't know if there was going to be enough ideas to to drag that into a, you know. I mean, I would have liked to have seen it, but it, it you know, they just didn't sell it. They weren't sure it was going to oh, work. Yeah. yeah. So, so you're on board with it. But, I'm in. But you say that if it doesn't work, then just go ahead and flop, kill it, kill it. Yeah. Bury it like the uh, Star Wars special. Exactly. And then it'll be on a bootleg copy somewhere at yeah. Video and, and on YouTube. You know, that just stays on YouTube. That doesn't get flagged or pulled down or... That's amazing. By Lucasfilm. That doesn't get, they just let it stay on there. It's interesting how some things can just stay on and not get pulled down. Well, you know, as DJs, man, it's like putting mixtapes up. I mean, we're kind of in a gray area yeah. you know, of the business, yeah. you know. And it, it, it sometimes it just will stay up and oh, yeah. nothing happens and... You know, there it is. I mean, I've seen DJ mixes on there that are on Spotify. They're oh just, yeah, they're just up there, and it's like nothing, no big deal. Okay, so for thoughts and advice, I've I've told you, kind of alluded on this. I did yeah. a little brief bit about the story, and this is kind of jazz with jazz in mind. This is a very jazz centric thoughts and advice. So recently on work travels, yeah, I was in Minneapolis, and I told Jazz, I said, I think I'm gonna if I have time, I might try to go. To Paisley Park. Yeah. So I was pretty busy, wall to wall, as expected. 
but it just turned out like my second day I was there, I just happened to be finishing up and someone had mentioned, you know, oh yeah, Paisley Park is just around the corner uh, from here. And I'm like, really? Huh? So I go in, I get the car and I literally GPS it. And it's like, it really is just around the corner from where I'm at. Oh, wow. I mean, you just can't be that close to close to Paisley Park. Paisley Park being, for those of you that have been hiding under a rock for 40 years, 30 or 40 years, that was Prince's estate or his, oh, his yeah. compound, the, oh, the, yeah. the Prince compound, where he did a lot of his recordings. He had a studio there, or he had a studio there. Yeah, lived and there. Lived there. That was his main home, his home base in, in Minneapolis. So I, I put it under the Jeep, and you can GPS your way to Paisley Park. It comes wow. up, shows up. Unfortunately, the symbol should be the thing that, that pops up on the. <laughs> it doesn't. I think they need to fix that on, on Google Maps. Oh, but yeah. I'm driving, so I'm, I'm heading down there. I was like, I'm heading to Paisley Park. And so I thought, because I had actually had been on the website before, yeah. and I saw where you could buy tickets to go on a tour online. But I thought, well, maybe if it's still open, if I get it was, it was towards the end of the day. It was yeah. close to almost 6 o'clock. And I'm thinking maybe if I get there in time, I could buy like a ticket at the box office, like at the front. There's yeah. a, there's a ticket place I can buy a ticket and go in and do the tour at the last, maybe get in the last tour of the day. And then I thought, well, nothing else. Maybe they've got a gift shop. I could drop by and there'd be a gift shop at Paisley Park. So I'm driving and I'm at the stoplight and literally I look over to my left and I've image searched Paisley Park before. Yeah. And I so I knew what it looked like from the outside. I was like, so immediately I look over and it's like, that's Paisley Park. Oh, wow. God damn, that's Paisley Park. So it's the funniest thing in the world because Paisley Park, you can see it from the highway. It's not like hidden by some big... Years ago, I was out in LA. My friend took me on a kind of an amateurish uh, star tours. Yeah. And he showed me like where stars' homes were. And he somehow was enough of a stalker to know where these people lived. And he showed me uh, Madonna's had a home at the time in Hollywood. Yeah. And I don't even know if she still owns that mansion, but it was a, it was her, showed her mansion. But she had literally a wall, a huge brick wall up around it. So you couldn't even see barely like maybe trees sticking out from, from. So literally he said that wall, if you could see over that wall, that's, that's Madonna's house. But the wall is a, like, it looked like it was a compound. Yeah. Prince, it's just like some kind of like chain link fence. And it's not even that tall of a fence. Like, I mean, we could climb up that, climb over that fence easy and you're driving by and you just look over the cha- it's like a little chain link fix fence it's not even that durable durable of a fence i mean you could you could like kick that fence down pretty easy i mean it was, it was like you know it was like something some 12 year olds put together it was like nothing big and you see paisley park there and it's two structures i see one building and then kind of that round dome looking building yeah. it's all painted in white and it's out it's not in the city, but it's not totally out in the country. It's kind of like if you were like just out like in Georgetown where yeah. it had a little more of a rural feel to it, but it was, you know, a suburb of Minneapolis, so a little bit outside of Minneapolis, but not a whole lot around it. It's down the street from a shopping center and a grocery store, but once you get closer to Paisley Park, there's not a whole lot around it, but it is right off a major highway. Like you just drive by and you can literally look over there and he's like, I can't imagine how many times Prince was probably walking from one building to the next, that people were at that stoplight and they looked over and gandered and probably, how could you miss it? Prince was standing right there. Wow. So the other thing is there's a ditch and the ditch is, there was like across the ditch, there's like a trail and it's just on the side of Paisley Park and there's these, like uh, people had left the reefs and the flowers, things you would leave for as a memorial for a person when they pass away. Yeah, There was a bunch of purple stuff. That was left for him on the. Obviously, that was mostly left when he after he passed away, um, but there was probably things still being left there 
So I, I go by and I say, the gate is wide open. I see a few people walking around and I see a few cars. I was like, the gate's wide open. I probably can go in. There's probably like a gift shop or something. And I can pop in there and, and get some souvenirs. So for those of you that are visiting Minneapolis in the future, this is something I wanted to give you some advice. If you decide to just drop into Paisley Park, there's not a gift shop at Paisley Park. I'm, I'm sad, to, sad to say to report. And it's unfortunate because I got the impression while I was there that there they do get a lot of people that drive up and look around and like hoping to see some something other than yeah. the, just the the structure and maybe want to pop in and buy a like a poster or like oh, a yeah. t-shirt Mug, or something. Sure, yeah. So I think they're missing a lot of a lot of cha- like a extra <laughs> extra coin there that the estate that they could be uh, bringing in and in, in satisfying and ha- making people happy coming by and getting a souvenir of their experience. But I, I so it's wide open. The gates are wide open. I'm at the stoplight. I was like, I'll just cruise on in and check out the gift shop, right? So I, I, I pull up my phone and I turn up the speaker and I put on Let's Go Crazy on my phone and I, I docked my phone on the dashboard so you could hear it really good and I yeah. roll my windows down and I drive into Paisley Park. <laughs> just I kind of, in pretty fast, I just sped on through the open gate there playing a Let's Go Crazy blasting from my open windows of the car, the rental car I was driving. Yeah. Boom, I'm heading in there and playing Let's Go Crazy. And I'm in Paisley Park. And uh, there's a, there's a, like, um, the back, I mean, kind of the back of it is where the gates are at. There's like yeah. double wide gates. I pull in and I'm, I'm kind of, now I slow down as I'm, because I'm trying to drive and maybe make my way over to the parking lot. But as I'm slowing down, I'm kind of making my way around the corner. All of a sudden I hear someone yelling, Hey! Hey, hey, you! So I I couldn't hear him, but I finally heard him because I had the music up loud. So I had I looked over and I saw a large, rather large fellow, yeah, um, ominous fellow. And this is the part that you're not gonna love because when I tell you this part, you're gonna be like, ah, this is like okay. So the guy he was security, yeah, for Paisley Park. He was wearing an Alabama baseball cap. Bama baseball cap. So Prince's head of security is a Bama fan. So that's I saved that. (laughs) I've been saving that one. But that would that was kind of like you know for you that would have been like the first thing you see when you go into Paisley Park. You have to look at a Bama (laughs) hat. I'm sure you would have used it as a way to kind of like break the ice with them. Oh, out. yeah. I'd be to- totally talking shit. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, man, you're not going to come up to me wearing that hat, are you? And then they'd be like, what's your problem with it? So I wish I had had you with me because I think you would have you would have been able to break the ice with them a little bit. But I, I just rolled my I said, oh, I, I was hoping that maybe like I saw the gate was open. And he said, we're closed. And I said, well, I was hoping that maybe there was a gift shop or something. I was going to try to get someone and get something uh and he said, no, he says, we're closed and we don't have a gift shop. And I said, oh, uh, well, uh, and then I mentioned, it's like, I'm interested in taking the tour, but he said they were closed for the day. And and uh, he said, you can get tickets online. And then I was like, okay. So that was, and then I got tossed out. He told me, to, you know, go ahead and I, I got to leave now because they're, they're closing. Oh, wow. But the gate was wide open. So what are you going to do? He dry drove in. And, oh, shit, man. That's wild. So I, but I was on, I was on the, the uh, Paisley Park uh, premises for, you know, for a few minutes there. And then I got thrown out of Paisley Park. Dude, that's amazing. So I have the, 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 uh, well, I always had that story. I got thrown out of Paisley Park. And yes, my advice to you is if you're in Minneapolis, uh, don't, 
go to Paisley Park looking for a gift shop. They don't have one. And if you want to go, uh, buy your tickets before you go and make sure that you can go during hours when they're doing it. Then you can go do the tour. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to know that. On the first day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me a chew toy for my Wookiee. On the second day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me two stolen droids and a chew toy for my Wookiee. On the third day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me three X-Wings, two stolen droids and a chew toy for my Wookiee. On the fourth day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me four decent films, three X-Wings, two stolen droids, and, and a chew toy for my Wookiee. Episodes one and two weren't that good. On the fifth day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me five Jar Jar Binks. Four decent films, three X-Wings, two stolen droids, and a chew toy for my Wookiee. On the sixth day of Christmas, a Jedi gave to me six Yoda Proverbs, five Jar Jar Binks. Tonight is ten years since I lost my pops, like tonight. Yep. It's yep. been about six months since I lost my mother. Like, man, it's around the holidays. Yeah. I miss them a lot. You know, if you're lucky enough to spend time with your family, turn on the mental DVR, yeah. record every moment you can, because it's a finite amount of time that you have with your loved ones. Yeah. You know, value it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's. Um... I don't care if it's Thanksgiving Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Life Day, Christmas, yeah. you know. And whatever the other way that you enjoy time with your family is. Um, value it. Value it. You like to watch football. You and your mom enjoyed LSU, yep. the LSU and the Saints games together, yep. right? And um, so that was something y'all did together and, and uh, shared and and enjoyed. And, um, and I'm, I'm sure now you're like – you're. When you watch the games, there's still sometimes some part of that. Oh yeah, like I want to call afterwards, but yeah, no, uh, I don't know, man. Just uh, whatever time you have, you know, value it. You know, friends, family, you mm-hmm. know, relatives, all that. They can go on your damn last damn nerve, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but it it's not always, you know, and you'll miss it. You miss it when there's none of it left. Yeah, when it's just memories and you're. You feel um, connection, but they're not there the same way. Um, I mean, sorry to be Debbie Downer, but no, uh, I mean, man, it's, 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 it's good know. thoughts and advice. No, people need to to uh, relish like the relish the moments they had with the family. They don't always take it; they take it for granted sometimes. And I mean, like, well, me, you know, my nephew uh, just went off to the Air Force. He's in basic training, so I won't see him for for a while. Yeah, and uh, he won't be here for the holidays because they, they they he left right before the holidays. And uh, there's all these. He just grew up so quick. So I remember when he was a baby, literally was born, and how fast it went from baby to like going off oh, yeah. being an adult. And so I, I think about that now, having a 16 month old. And, you know, I took a job months ago that 
called for some travel and it was a little bit much for me. And I finally, you know, having a 16 month old because I'm thinking I take that stuff into consideration. And uh, so I I was going to leave the job, but then I worked it out with him to stay on uh, part time and uh, travel a little bit less and have a little more flexibility in my schedule to where uh, if I wanted to take a week off, since I'm part time, I could easily. uh, But then I still get to take a few fun trips um, um, here and there. um, And that so which is something I, I also hated and loved about it at the same time because I got to do some go to some places I've never been like well like Paisley Park yeah got to go see what well, did did go to the Mall of America the same day though and did a whole like walked around and checked out Mall of America which is the biggest mall I think still the biggest mall in the world and uh, here's a funny thing for a football fan in Minneapolis in the Mall of America. A Green Bay Packers store, <laughs> a Cheesehead store in Minneapolis. Talking, that would be like going and opening a, a Alabama, mer- uh, like yeah. mem- memorabilia store <laughs> in Baton Rouge, in Baton Rouge yeah. at the mall there or something. That would be the, oh, the equivalent that's funny. of that, which is funny. I, but I found that kind of funny because I went to a Target too, and they had all the the uh, the Minneapolis Viking uh, merchandise yeah. they sold there. But then they had a little tiny section of Packard merchandise. So it's kind of like that thing, that weird thing where, you know, tech, the Cowboys kind of have a they, – they're still the team of Texas, even though we have another football team in Texas. The Texas. Oh, yeah. There's pockets of fans where you don't expect them to be, you know. Yeah. So I'm sure you go to Houston, there's going to be a lot of Texans merchandise at the store. But then there's a little pot. There's a few some Cowboy stuff. And they, oh, yeah. And there's people in Houston. They hate the Texans, you know. Uh, my friend literally, he did a picture one time. Is from Houston, and he hates the the Cowboys. He's a huge Texans fan, and he was at a sports bar, and he sat on a, a stool that was a Dallas Cowboy stool. Yeah, and he he said, "Oh yeah, I farted on it as <laughs> as, as much as I could." Uh, the town that uh, Joe Burrow, the uh, LSU quarterbacks from up in Ohio, mm-hmm. is like selling LSU gear. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> there's pockets of fans because of various things oh, like yeah. that, that come up. Uh, anyway, the mall and the mall of America is colossal. It's 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 like just a spaceship. Oh yeah, spaceship with stores. It's it's unbelievable. It had everything in there. Fuck. And uh, you, I got I couldn't find. There was like three restaurants I tried to find that was on the map, but I could never find them. So I ended up eating at a fourth restaurant, a different restaurant than that's funny place. I was actually trying to find because I could never find them. Uh, they had like the wall. I was trying to find Wahlburgers because the, the oh yeah, Wahlberg owns a restaurant called Wahlburgers, and they have one in Mall of America, but I could never find it. <laughs> and there was another restaurant I couldn't I couldn't find. It. So finally, I landed on like the fourth one. Oh yeah. But by, by the way, other parts of the country is becoming a thing. Is a thing called Italian street food, and so get this, it's like Italian tacos and Italian burritos. That's strange. So it's all the ingredients that would be like normally like in a, in a in an Italian like like a pasta or yeah. a pizza, but in the form of a burrito or taco, and it's like it's become a big thing. It hasn't quite got. I haven't seen it in Austin yet. Oh wow! It's becoming a thing. It's actually pretty good. I had a burrito. <laughs> it was an Italian burrito. It had all the flavors that you normally usually used to used to you're used to in an Italian dish. But anyway, well, Jazz One. I wish you a happy life day. Oh man, appreciate that. And even more so, I wish you a happy ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> 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 day with my garlic and onion flat breath. Ha <laughs> <laughs> day. <laughs> and and eighty five episodes, sir. Eighty five episodes, man. You're creeping up on a honey. We're creeping up on a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, <laughs> and well, it'll be jazz one hundred <laughs> for that episode. And I'm going to try to find a 100-year-old person that will come on the show. <laughs> Although I'd be afraid to have him on because I'd be afraid somehow that we would kill him. 
I have them on. I give them would be the end of them at 100. I'd be afraid to have a 100 year old person even in my house because they're they're close. You I mean, have your insurance on that. Yeah, because I mean they're close. I mean they're already getting they're, they're close. Oh yeah. I mean they might make it. I mean they might make it to 101, but probably not going to make it to 120. That's funny. All right, everyone, have a good day, hour, month, second, millisecond. Peace. No. <laughs>